I can already hear the chorus of execration. How dare I say such a horrible thing? How dare I stir up trouble and inflame feelings by repeating such a conversation? My answer is that I do not have the right not to do so. This is the most deceptive, vicious world. It is vicious, it's full of lies, deceit, and deception. See, the Jews are all in the government. And we have got to get in those areas. We've got to get the man in charge of the Jewish control of the Jewish monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations. And now, coming to you from the realm of reason, this is The Fetch, and you are live, Inside the Eye. All right, good. Let me just start this all over again, everybody. Hello there, thank you out there. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch, and you are indeed live, Inside the Eye. Today's date is Saturday, January the 6th, 2024, and a good Saturday morning to everyone up and down the Americas and on into Canada and a good late afternoon, early evening to everyone in European and Asian time zone, West Asian time zones, I should say, and a good late Saturday to early Sunday morning to everybody on East Asian time zones and especially to you, those of you down under. And of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web, may all be well with you and yours. It's been another perfect day here in Riyadh. In fact, a near perfect day as the daytime high hit 77 degrees. It was sunny. There were very calm winds, about six miles per hour coming out of the north. The current temperature is sitting at 64, which is still quite, quite comfortable. It's just after 7 o'clock in the evening near local time. Winds remain exceedingly calm, maybe maybe non-existent, but it's very calm. Humidity is about 30%. The UV index today, if you're worried about getting uh, any uh, rays from the sun that might be harmful, was a virtually non-existent one. Overnight low is going to be still rather comfortable, 53 degrees. So there you have it. That is uh, Riyadh here as we get into the winter season. And it's, as you can see, very, very, very nice. It's going to be this way going on into really next week until next weekend. I think it'll start to cool off a little bit on the daytime highs, but overnight lows are going to be about the same. So there you have it. Uh, very nice day here in Riyadh. Before we get into the show, we want to kind of put a shout out to our listeners up in the rebellious confines, or I think we can say confines, of Cornwall. That's right. To all of our listeners, and yes, we do have an audience. Trust me, I get some really beautiful pictures coming out of Cornwall. Uh, what a lovely looking place, by the way. Um, but uh, the rebelliousness in Cornwall is becoming really off the charts. I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, 
it's been terrible. I mean, the, the citizens there are in an uproar. They have now cut down. Everybody get this. They have cut down their second and third speed cameras. That's right. That's how rebellious they are now up in Cornwall. In fact, uh, they just put up some speed cameras recently. And so what people did is they promptly came in, cut them down, and then they put it up again and they promptly cut it down. And I'll tell you, you know, there's a, a, a place here in Saudi called Karj. And the Karj people are a good people, really. They're very good people, but they're also known as a very tough people. And, um, in a nice way. They're just tough. They're just rugged people. And, uh, you know, they tried to put cameras in cards back in the day when I was working out in the cards area. And all of them were shot out. Literally, they were shot out. So none of the cameras were working because somebody come along and shot them out. But to you in Cornwall, and congratulations, man. This is rebelliousness at, at a very peak level here. So cutting down speed cameras. There you have it. I know they've been cutting down a lot of cameras. Especially these LEZ cameras in London, etc. So good job, guys. I actually people are complaining this is in a speed zone where the kids are walking and it's actually helping make product, you know, life better. Anyways, we'll see. All right, so guys, thanks very much. Those of you in Cornwall see you made the news today. Congratulations. All right, let's see. To get the show started today, we wanna obviously start with one of the more breaking stories and and before we get into that, I just wanted to bring up a passage from the Protocols of Zion. Now, if you're not familiar with the Protocols of Zion, this was purportedly put out by uh, a secretive meeting back in 1900s, early 1900s. Jews have gone out of their way to call it a forgery. I'm like, how can it be a forgery? That doesn't even make sense. The whole term forgery, you're misusing the English language. Go back to your Hebrew and, and try to figure out words accordingly. Because actually, you can't call it a quote-unquote a forgery. That just doesn't make any sense. A forgery means it's correct, but they just forged it. It's like, hello, a forgery is the same as the original. It's like, you guys are idiots. Anyways, welcome to Jewish culture. But nonetheless, their protocols of Zion, I remember back in the day, if you even mentioned, I swear to gosh, in the early 2000s, if you even mentioned the word protocols of Zion, you would get trolled, you would get harassed, you would be doxxed, you may find your accounts being completely shut out, you may be blocked taken down, all your work destroyed, and all you had to do was mention the words Protocols of Zion. That was it. That is how insane it was in the early 2000s. Now, of course, the Overton window has shifted a huge, huge, huge amount since the early 2000s. And as some of you know, inside the iLive and this greater circle of this inner circle here, we've been doing this for so long, you know, it's like, for us, it's like protocols design. And for some circles still today, that's like, that's like, oh my gosh, this is anti-Semitic. No, it's, it's a document. It's a document that, that speaks about how to control the world. Whether you want to attribute it to Zion or Jews or whatever, that's not, it's not important to me. The problem is, is that it's a document. It is clearly in play. You can see it everywhere. It was talked about long before Inside the Eye Live came around, right? This is something that is really at the very core of, of the New World Order, if you want to call this New World Order. But we rarely bring it up. But with events this past week, uh, we felt it might be necessary to highlight one of the clauses. 
And it's from protocol number one. And I've used this one before, or I'd say I've, I've spoken about this before because it's at the very core of what we see happening in the world today. And it, and it goes like this. Our counter sign is force and make believe. Only force conquers in political affairs, especially if it be concealed in the talents essential to statesmen. Violence must be the principle and cunning and make-believe the rule for governments which do not want to lay down their crowns at the feet of agents of some new power. This evil is the one and only means to attain the end, the good. Therefore, we must not stop at, here it comes, guys, bribery, deceit, and treachery when they should serve towards the attainment of our end. In politics, one must know how to seize the property of others without hesitation if it, by, if by it we secure submission and sovereignty. Well, we should add to this clause blackmail. Of course, bribery and blackmail aren't quite the same, but we should add in the blackmail because what's come out this past week is these more, more revelations about the Epstein papers. It's come out, you know, with Bill Clinton being involved, something like, I don't know, I heard somewhere between 50 to 83 times in these papers how uh, Bill Clinton likes them young and, and a, you've got Prince Andrew, I believe, is also being named in these, in this, in this document. So all these people are being mentioned inside here. And of course, it's all like theater because nobody's being arrested. Nobody's being tracked down. None of that is happening. It's almost like, okay, well, that's great. We got the information. You know, Trump was mentioned in the papers. But of course, uh, the, the Jewish media, because the Jews own the media, guys, you can't call it a Chinese media. I mean, some could if you're Alex Jones, maybe. But it, it is a Jewish media. And uh, they're trying to say, you know, people are, are uh, <coughs> I don't know, like antsy or... Uh, apprehensive that Trump has been named in the papers and, and Trump was named in the papers. But again, the Jewish media is being completely uh, misleading here. You know, you go through here and it says here, you know, like quoting here, um, uh, Donald Trump, they mentioned Donald Trump, but no. Did you ever massage Donald Trump? No. Sorry, I have to ask, but did you ever have sex with Alan Dershowitz in the back of a limousine with Virginia and Jeffrey present? Uh, objection, they say, uh, uh, absolutely not. It's funny how the objections pop in from time to time, especially when it has to deal with all these Jewish supremacists. But, you know, Trump was mentioned a few times in there, and it was all just no, no, no. It had nothing to do with Trump. We never heard the name, never mentioned. Trump was never involved. And of course, you got the Jewish media trying to spin this out. Trump is involved in the same way that, say, Bill Clinton was involved, which is actually pretty false. But what you can see here is just the, the very, you know, like the glimmerings of, of what is appearing at the very eye of that pyramid. And that is Jewish supremacists. Jews, basically. I mean, they're all supremacists, as we see coming out of Israel and America nowadays. They don't care about humanity. They care only about power. They want to maintain their power. They want to, they want to impose themselves upon you in every stretch. You know, we were talking earlier today to somebody behind the scenes here, VH, and, um, the one thing I noticed about Jewish people going back 20 years ago, especially online, is that you could never have a completely Western system 
or idea that didn't involve Jews. Every time you turn around, Jews would inject themselves into the some into whatever it was. It didn't matter what it was. If it's baseball, Jews were inventing it. If it was basketball, Jews were inventing it. Now, you know, it's the JBA. We all know that. You know, most of the big cities that have uh, NBA teams in America are Jewish-run cities, essentially, with blacks at the forefront. You know, throw the blacks out there to... Uh, uh, what do they say? Uh, to, to victimize Whitey while Jews behind the scenes rake in the dough. Something to that effect. And I know some people don't believe that, but it's okay. Take a look and see what's going on for yourself. But nonetheless, what has been happening here is that Jewish people have gone for decades and decades trying to deny what is reality behind the scenes. And that is our government is controlled by the Jewish people. When I was discussing about Jews want to interject themselves into everything, you know, it it doesn't matter what it is. If it's Western esoteric systems, Jews were involved in it. They created it. If it's, if it's literally everything, it's almost if Jews simply cannot allow you or me or anybody in our Western world to have anything that has something to do without Jews. In other words, we just don't want to be involved with them. We want them out of our picture. We want to move in our own way, with our own mind, with our own ideas, without some stupid idiot with a yarmulke, because most of them are just stupid idiots at the end of the day, interjecting themselves into our business. It's fairly simple. But now what you see happening in the political realm is that Jews control the country. They can say it's Zionist, Jewish supremacist, I don't care, because let's be honest. Look at the entire Jewish infrastructure in the United States, in the UK, and in pretty much every other Western country. What do they do for a living other than seeking to control you? NGOs here, NGOs there. And the only purpose is to in, install or instill or organize some political agenda that affects you and me. We didn't vote for these NGOs. They just want to put their tikamolam in. They want to take that, use this evil for the common good at the end where everybody gets to have nothing and Jews have everything. And what the Epstein papers are coming out is that our government is blackmailed. It's controlled. Of course, we've known that for a long time. But, of course, people didn't seem to want to listen to all of those facts. They just wanted to pretend that, uh, you know, we're all just anti-Semites. The ADL, one of the most vicious hate groups in America, viciously, honestly, viciously goes after anybody that tries to speak openly about Jewish domination and control in America. And I look at this Greenblatt, this convetching jackass, basically, who makes no sense. He gets all this publicity out there. But, you know, I tear it down. I look at him. I say, you know what? You're a freaking idiot, moron. What the hell are you talking about other than you Jews want to control everything? Seriously. When you break down Greenblatt's argument, it's very simple. Your politicians are blackmailed. We've got dirt on them everywhere you turn around. And therefore, we control your politicians. We will control the law. Might will make right. We will institute any laws we want to suppress you. And you don't dare speak out against us because that is, quote, unquote, anti-Semitic, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. These anti-white, anti-human monsters, 
that call themselves Jewish want to sit and control everybody, literally through blackmail, through shame, through all these various emotions that they themselves don't have anything about. They don't have shame. They have arrogance. They have chutzpah. But they sure as hell don't have shame. I mean, how can you have shame from a culture that gives their children up and has their boys, you know what, when they're two, who knows at what young age that these boys are, are, are molested by their rabbis. And they think it's holy. Holy. This is holy. Wow. What a bunch of sick SOBs these people are. And they control your government. You want to know why things aren't looking so good? Well, look at who's in control. You want to change things? Then you got to go out and look who's in control and make the changes. There's something in the occult world, and it's not very well spoken of. It's really hard to find. But it's called the sistrum. The sistrum is like this uh, rattle. It's a percussion instrument. It comes out of the, I don't know, the Minoan age or something like that. It goes way back, made its way into Egypt. And... Isis, the goddess Isis, is shown holding the sistrum. And what they would say is that from time to time, Isis would flip the Swiss sistrum from side to side. And when she turned the sistrum, it would rattle and make the sounds. It's a percussion instrument at the end of the day. But what that symbolized was the turning over of nature itself, of, of changing things from the old to something new. And, and and in some ways, I feel that we are in this environment where we are dealing with the system, that the rattle is changing, that, that the windows are changing, the vision is changing, and humanity is sitting on a knife edge. And it's going to go one of two ways. If it slices in the one direction or the wrong way, Tyranny is going to survive in the Western world for 50, 60, 70, 80 years until it burns itself out. Because it's about how long it takes to burn out. About 70 years. If you go into the digital world and everything is CBDC'd and there's all this digital control, even still it will last about 60 to 70 years. Which means that your generation, my generation, your parent, let's just go back. Our, our, the, the rest of our generation, our children's generation, the grandchildren's generation, and the generation after that will be living under this Jewish tyranny. And that's what it is. It's a Sessionist, Jehovian, Jewish tyranny, where basically they can do whatever they want. You're dirt, you're goyim, you have no say in anything. Shut up. If you, if you don't buy what we tell you to buy, we're going to cut off your money. You're going to create these 15 minute cities. Everything is going to be under digital control. Basically, you're going to have all these little Gazas everywhere you go. And that's the plan. They want a lot of Gazas everywhere. So the t- city gets a little bit uppity and decides they don't like to deal with it. They can bring in their, their mercenaries and their military. They just blow the shit out of those cities, kill half the people in. And what you think they won't do it? Look what they're doing now in Gaza. All right. They're already showing you they have the very easy capability to just blow the shit out of everything and anybody in it. And they don't give a damn. In fact, they take, you look at the videos coming out of IDF soldiers, they take delight 
in mass murder. They take delight in killing. They take delight in destruction. They take delight in making children basically suffer and women suffer. They, they, they love it. These guys are psychopaths. The Israeli people are psychopaths. Now, I know. I, listen, I really do know the bigger story about what goes on inside of Israel because it's human nature. And there, there's a lot of people in Israel that, 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 that do come to this realization that, man, I'm the evil person here. This is not right. And they're out there, but it's still about only 7% of the population. And we in America and the West are dealing with a, a foreign element using blackmail, using bribery, using all manner of amorality to control the political establishment inside of our countries. And where do we find ourselves today? We find ourselves, at least in the United States, with, a, with an election that clearly was stolen. See, you know, people just don't get it. And what I'm talking about is just basic common sense. You know, in, in Germany and the occupied territories during World War II, there were a total of 2.9 million Jews that came under the control of the German regime, if you want to call it the German regime. 2.9 million. And it stops there. It's 2.9 million. How the frick do you get 6 million out of 2.9 million? How stupid does everybody have to be? To continue to sell the six million figure when only two point nine million were under the under the domain there. We'll now move into the elections here. Eighty-one million people voted for Biden. Eighty-one million, and he won sixteen point five percent of the counties in the United States. So you're going to tell us that this guy got all those votes? From 16.5% of the counties in America? All of a sudden, wow, we got this great president. You know, I saw an interview this week with the ambassador of Russia to the United Kingdom. It's a good interview. You know, they're saying, you you know, will President Trump be better than Joe Biden? I mean, will we have a better relationship with uh, Trump than Biden? He says, well, we don't even have a relationship with Biden. There's nothing. The most dominant superpower on the planet, Russia, at least one of the most dominant, for sure, doesn't even have relations with our State Department. They don't have relations with the United States. Why? Because we've got a bunch of stupid, idiotic Jews and LGBT freakazoids running the whole show. Nobody wants to deal with these idiots. You're not dealing with rational people, with sane people. Who would want to deal with them? All they want to do do is push their LGBTQ agenda. They want to push their their whatever human rights bullshit they want to push. In the meantime, you're not even allowed to criticize Jews in your own country. The hypocrisy, the chutzpah of these people is clearly off the charts. So, okay, it's come out now. We got names. Do you have arrests yet? Nah. Will you ever see arrests? Nah. Who's the per- first number one person of interest in the entire entire release of names? It's Bill Clinton. He is like a number one after Maxwell and Epstein themselves. You know, he's like number one. Trump has essentially been exonerated, at least through these, this, this uh, release. And uh, 
we shall see moving forward. It's the Fetch inside the LI back after this. You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Hello, I'm Jodie Kay, and I'm here to tell you about my debut album, The Acorn. The Acorn is a concept album with 14 tracks. It's an album of three parts. The first part is in honor and memory of those who have lost their lives or had their lives taken. The middle section honors traditional folklore. The second half is dedicated to us, to inspire us, and to remind us of our duty to preserve our history and our culture so that we can pass this on to future generations. The album is available on CD and digital download from my website, www.jodyk.com. For what we do today will be I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people, and secondly, demoralize them. An educated, healthy, and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy and confident because they would get out of control. <laughs> the top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it. But they're poor, they're demoralized, they're frightened. And therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best. Welcome back. <clears throat> Got my popcorn handy, which is never a great thing for doing radio shows, but it tastes good, you know, what can I tell you? So uh, anyways... Uh I got the coffee in one hand, popcorn in the other hand, microphone in front of my face. And uh, between the three, hopefully we can get through the show. Right now I need some coffee. Hmm. 
Thank you for that. All right. Uh, let's see. We're uh, just, uh, again, it's uh, January the 6th. Wow. Two years, four years, three years, four years. January 2021, no, three years, I think, since January 6th, something like that. Wow. You know, and they're still talking about the uh, the insurrection, which was never an insurrection, the way they're abusing our language. It's absolutely unheard of through lawfare. It's a total abuse of our language. We have cowardly judges, cowardly, really cowards everywhere in America. Nobody wants to stand up and, and just, just speak up for common sense. Nobody wants to do it. I don't get it. Everybody's afraid, afraid, afraid. And listen, if you take the job, then stop being afraid. You know what I mean? Otherwise, get the hell out you know you're there for a reason not to sell everybody out most people out there just want to sell everybody out uh let's see telephone lines are they open no all right let me open the telephone lines 323-275-1314 let me check the settings real quick because i've been playing a lot lately and calling um, audio video and it looks like, uh, C and B. Yeah, telephone lines are working just fine, should be. So, uh, we will allow that. So let's, uh, put this down. So telephone lines 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. You can also go to, um, speakfreeradio.com yeah I can think today speakfreeradio.com forward slash itel and come into the very back and uh, you can go into the uh, show from there in fact I think we're going to add uh, Miss Always Honest here in a second uh, if you want to join us in the chat room it's going to be inside the ilive.com uh, forward slash live dash chat or just click on the live chat button and that'll get you in the door there I'm trying to see where that window is and it's not that one here it is and it's uh, it's just humming along. It's kind of quiet today in the chat room, but that's at InsideTheLive.com, and you can click on the live chat button. We never did anything with this website, but the chat room's working. It is working, and uh, that's a good thing. And uh, for now, let's run out to the phones, I guess. Put on Always Honest if you're ready. It looks like you're ready. And let me find the window again. And uh, just say, hello. oh, no, she disappeared. She disappeared. So, okay, never mind. She's like, no, I don't want to go on the show just yet. Uh, I don't have the video going right now. I guess I could make it go, but I don't have the video going right now. Uh, we've been doing that for a little bit, but uh, no, we're not doing that this week. We're still doing some preparation. Okay, she says she's just, okay, fair enough. You can welcome back in, and I will not uh, bother you then. All right, I see your private message. All right, so again, it's speakfreeradio.com forward slash <clears throat> ITEL. That's speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. From what I understand, um, you know, moving over to Israel, you've had some very big problems with the Israelis relative to uh Relative to the ongoing Gaza conflict, obviously it's a disaster with uh, Netanyahu, with this government. These people are absolutely insane. But, you know, going back in history, um, you had the 1948, what they called the Nakba. And the Nakba was where you saw the Jewish people come in. And you see many videos, uh, mostly they're in Hebrew, but they have the captions underneath 
they talk openly about how they enjoyed loved it uh, going around killing palestinians uh, raping burning using blowtorches flamethrowers on kids and and people and doing everything they could to clear out and Entire swaths of Israel to create what is now the terrorist Talmudic state of Israel, a country filled, really filled by education, by religion, by, by belief, whatever you want to call it. But it's a society completely comprised of psychopaths. The vast majority of Israel are nothing but insanely whacked out psychopaths. Not everybody. But 97%. Something to that effect. It's absolutely terrible. Well, they have a, um, you know, if you've heard the story about the Nakba, you know, and you understand that, you know, all these people, by the hundreds of thousands, like 780,000 people, were ethnically cleansed from some of the, from their traditional homes in, in Palestine. And they were moved all over the place. Some went to Jordan, some went to Gaza, where they still are today. They're, the, the grandchildren, etc., are still there today. Some went into the West Bank, some emigrated outside, but some went to Syria, some actually did go to uh, Saudi Arabia. They went all over the place. Well, here we are in 2023, and you want to understand how it happened? Look what Jews are doing today. 70%, 70% of the homes in Gaza are destroyed. They're virtually uninhabitable. 70%. There was a video came out today of an IDF soldier. They were like, in the background, there were like four apartment buildings. And most buildings in the Middle East are between three to four stories high, made out of uh, masonry. The, the building codes let you go up to four stories without having a different type of setup. So most of the buildings in the Middle East, in Amman, in Jordan, in, in Palestine, here equally, in Saudi, you're going to go up to four stories high. That's kind of what's allowable with the, uh, with what do you call it, the uh, um, masonry, the hollow block type of building system that they all use here. Well, this Israeli soldier is with another Israeli soldier. You see off in the background four different apartment buildings. And this Israeli soldier, you know, connects the detonator and just blows them up and just gives like a big high five, laughs with his friend. He just blew up, uh, again, more civilian infrastructure. And then you want to ask yourself, how did the Nakba happen? Today in Israel, they are calling it the Nakba of 2023. Nakba very, by its very name means ethnic cleansing using the most brutal, vicious, sadistic methods possible. And it's happening live in front of our faces. Live on TV, live, no, not so much TV, but live on so many different social media accounts, you name it. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I, I find the Israeli people to be a disgusting people. I do. I just find them to be absolutely disgusting, sadistic, sick, psychopathic. And you can say that's anti-Semitic. No, it's just my observation. You as Jews, I mean, those of you who want to, criti- to, to accuse me of being an anti-Semite, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean, because I don't know what it means. It means that you don't like what I said. It means I speak the truth, because most of the time, people who speak the truth are called anti-Semites. Okay, I'm speaking the truth. Now, if you think 
then I'm not speaking the truth, that Jews are not psychopaths, they're not sadistic, that they're not supremacists, that they're supposed to be some type of human people that we can all relate to. You're you're free to try to change my mind. I'm not stopping Jews are. In the meantime, you're going to have to counter the fact that 90% of your society looks as this is the Nakba of 2023, and they all support it. They don't like Netanyahu. They think he's botching the war. He's not being vicious enough. He's not being a Nakba enough. Go figure. But you know, for the Israelis, it's going very, very, very poorly. Word came out, leaked this past week, that it's estimated that by the end of 2024, it's not there yet, but they're estimating that it could be between 12,000 to 20,000 Israeli soldiers will be disabled following this war. They're claiming only like 120 dead, some some ridiculous figure like that. But, you know, the Israelis have lost close to 1,000 vehicles in Gaza. Close to a thousand. Well, I don't know about you, but a vehicle has between one to four to six people usually inside of it. Now, not all of those may have been occupied when they were hit. But if you go and disable and destroy close to a thousand vehicles with one to four thousand people inside, that's like between uh, one thousand to four thousand people right there. Israeli soldiers are taking massive uh, fatalities. They've they've had to bring in a new brigade to help fight this whole war. And it's starting to go, let's just say, it's starting to expand because the United States is encouraging Israel to expand the front. We had the assassination of the, of the, uh, one of the uh, top political people, I think it's Harun or something like this in, uh, in Lebanon. They just assassinate him, killed about 12 other innocent people. Oh, well, we're Jews. We can do whatever the hell we want. You know, the Jewish way of thinking right now, everybody, is because Gaza has Hamas in it, that Jews have the right to just flatten Gaza. Because, well, we called them terrorists. Well, if that's the case, and, and this is what it comes down to when you fight a Jewish war, is there are no rules. The total obliteration of Tel Aviv by U.S. military force is justified. The total literal destruction of every single man, woman inside of Tel Aviv, according to Jewish laws of warfare, is wholly justified. There should not be a single Jew standing in any settlement inside of Israel if the U.S. military really wants to take the gloves off, put patriots in charge, and just start to handle business where business needs to be handled. And there should be no remorse. The total destruction of the Jewish people is the way that the Jewish people fight their wars. It's the only way they understand. Jewish people are not a people with honor. They're not a people with integrity. They are a people of sadists. And you can see it all the way back into their their Torah. You don't have to get into the Talmud, which is degrees, many degrees worse, almost exponentially worse. You can just go into the Talmud, into the Torah, where their God is always admonishing them, kill every man, woman, child, beast of the field, leave nothing standing. And that idea, which is religious, 
breeds this type of sickness. And it's throughout Israeli society. This is not something that is like uh, unique anymore. It's not like we don't understand it. We actually do understand it. Um, let me see if I can find the clip here just to highlight some of what's going on in Israel. Again, it's not everybody in Israel. So you could always clarify, oh, it's not everybody. And that's true. It's not everybody. But it's 90%, 93%. Something like that. It's not like this is like this is uh, a secret anymore. Um, let me see if I have this thing here. I should take more time to get my clips lined up. Um, no, that's the trans woman. That's the crazy person. Uh, this is Megan Kelly. This is. Uh, I don't have it handy. That's too bad. All right, I don't have it handy. <clears throat> so anyways, there was a woman, you know, that's part of a, a group that goes out and tries to, um, tries to, what do we say, uh, rehabilitate Jewish extremists, you know, tries to return Jews back to some semblance of humanity. And she's saying, you know, our education system in Israel breeds us to be psychopaths. Our education breeds us to be evil. Our education teaches us that to kill everybody is the moral thing to do. That's what Israel is all about. How do we kill everybody? That's Israel. So when you look at like the vaccines where they tried to just vaccinate the whole world with this mRNA technology so that they can kill everybody and the numbers there are absolutely off the charts, it's just part of Jewish culture. And people don't want to understand that yet. It's part of their culture. You're dealing with a human manifestation of a hyper-evil deity, daemon, behind the scenes that tolerates no, no, what do we say? That tolerates no uh, dissension. Absolute obedience. You're a slave to the Jewish people. And you will do what they say, and you are not allowed at all to say anything about it. You are just completely not allowed. And if you think it's a joke, well... We are looking for babies, but there is no babies left. What babies? Say that again. Say it again. No, maybe I killed a girl, she was 12, but I'm looking for a baby. <laughs> See, and this is common in Israel. Here's a soldier saying, look, I, I killed a girl, she was 12, but I was looking for the children. I wanted to sacrifice children to my God. I want to sacrifice children to Kirby in Washington. I wanted to sacrifice children to Hillary Clinton, to the Democratic Party, to the communists who run the United States. I want to show them what bravery we Jews really are, so they send us another $30 billion. Instead, I can only go kill a 12-year-old girl, but still I think that's worth another $40 billion in aid from Kirby, from the various military and, and NGO institutions inside of the United States. Hey, look, we're very brave Jews, man. I'm going to look for babies, but I got a 12-year-old. You should be proud of me. I'm Jewish, man. Be proud. I'm a Jew. And this is everywhere throughout the Internet right now. You can't even hide from this stuff. Since purchasing X. Um, 
I'll come back to that one later. I wish I could find that clip. It was very, very, very revealing. Uh, maybe I'll find it later in the show, unfortunately. So anyways, everything's going bad. We've had, you know, inside of the, inside uh, yesterday, there was a meeting inside of Israel. It ended up breaking out into shouting matches, fisticuffs, brawls between Netanyahu forces and the military itself, the IDF. There are rumors now that the IDF is being hammered. Of course, that's not rumors, but we also have this true, this, this, um, story coming out that elements of the uh, Israeli Air Force refused to actually support the operation. So there are, and this has been going on for some time. The Air Force has been against Netanyahu for some time. Now, mind you, the Air Force inside of Israel is very much like the U.S. Air Force. Cowards. Bomb civil, civilian infrastructure, bomb the bridges, bomb everything that harms the people. Don't go after military targets. That's the U.S. military using Jewish tactics. Clearly cowardice. Compare that to what the Russians are doing. They have far more integrity, far more honor than anything that's in the United States military right now. I don't give a crap what Trump or anybody else has to say. The U.S. military has always been one of the most cowardly forces on the planet. Then you take, yeah, I know that's hard for, he's not paid. No, no. Start, start targeting and fighting war like, like, like a Western person, not like some freaking saint, lame, sadistic Jew that blows everything up just because you can. Because that's what the Israelis are doing. They've dropped 65,000 tons. 65,000 tons. What is that? A ton? That's almost uh, 2 million pounds. 650,000 times two ton. So, okay, you do the math. 65,000 tons of weapons have been dropped on Gaza. Imagine that. 65,000 dropped on a civilian 15-minute city that Klaus Schwab and the Democratic Party wants to set up for everybody in the United States. And you think they're not capable of blowing up your 15-minute city once they get it set up? You can see from Gaza right now what they're going to do. So we've had the brawls inside of the Knesset. Not inside the Knesset, inside of uh, some, uh, let's say, war room planning or whatever inside of Israel. People are saying, look, Netanyahu is handling this bad. He's got to go. Some are saying he's behind uh, October 7th. That's true. U.S. media continues to push, and, and, and Jewish, literally global media continues to push the October 7 uh, deceitful narrative. Most of the people killed on October 7th were killed by Israeli people to create this whole nightmare scenario. Some people will tell you that Hamas is just an agent of uh, the Israelis, and then they did what the Israelis told them to do because Netanyahu, he needed a war. They keep trying to push this as global as possible. They've they've attacked the uh, spokesman, Palestinian Hamas spokesman in Beirut. They've gone and committed a another atrocity outside of uh, Soleimani's grave, uh, inside of uh, Iran, with some two hundred dead civilians. See, they're they're prompting or trying to pr- to prompt everybody to or goad really them into making this even more global. And you know what's going to happen? Nobody's going to budge. They're going to absorb the blows, and they're going to let the Israelis freaking die on the vine. These guys are psychopaths. They deserve to be wiped off the face of the earth. From the from the uh, sea to Galilee, you know, everyone's going to be free, whatever they have to say, whatever that term is. Hey, it's all good. 
Because our government inside of the United States is run by these same psychopaths. The same people behind and inside the Epstein papers this week are behind the Israeli government, are the same people running the United States. And in this, this is where Trump has his Achilles heel, because he's linked with them. He's linked with the Netanyahu's. He's linked with the settler movement. He's linked to Kabad. How does everybody think he's going to be a great leader when at the end of the day, Kabad must rule? Jews must be in control. You will not be allowed to have your own government. He's not going to give the government back to the quote unquote the people. He can't because he's linked to this Jewish conspiracy. He doesn't want everybody to know. He's always out there. You, you Americans don't love Jews enough. You need to give Jews more of your love. Yeah, while they murdered half of our population through their communist indoctrination. You know, all these woke people out there, they're as good as walking dead. All the people lacking a proper education because Jews have destroyed the education system, they're as good as dead. You know, you'll never recover their souls. They're gone. And that's a, that's one of the issues here. You know, in the old ancient mystery schools... The idea was we were always at war with ignorance. But ignorance was essentially this Jewish God and his system. It was always about at war with his Jewish God and its system of promoting literally a decay of humanity. That's what the Jewish people are all about. How do we decay and destroy humanity? How do we bring it down via Sukkos to a level playing field where there is nothing of, of value left in humanity? Because all we believe in is destroying everything so everybody can look at our God. Oh boy, let's worship our God. Stupid idiots, jackasses, clowns, morons. But they're sick. They're psychopathic. They're sadists. And you gotta, you really do have to start to deal with this fact that this is what's going on. You know, the woke brand, you know, the woke brand is all about, um, silencing everybody. Now, I'm not a big Elon Musk fan, but, uh, there has been changes since he went out and he bought X. I guess X was actually like one of his names he gave himself. Uh, back in the day, because he's got some really stupid name that his parents gave him. But uh, he called himself X as part of the stupidity that he was kind of born into. At, at least from our point of view, I guess from their point of view, everything's okay. But nonetheless, he's, uh, Musk does hit it kind of on the, on the nail of the head when it comes to Jewish stupidity. And every time you see a woke person out there, think Jew. Every time you see a woke person, think Jew. Because that's who's behind this. Literally, this Marxist, cultural Marxist stupidity from the Jewish community. Since purchasing X, you've become more political. Is there a part of you that regrets that? Have I? In this battle to um, sort of counterweigh the, the woke that comes from Yeah, I guess if you, if you consider fighting the, the woke mind virus, which I consider to be a civilizational threat, to be political, then yes. So basically going into the, the battle, the battleground of politics. I mean, is there a part of you that regrets yes, that? Yes, I don't know if this is necessarily sort of one candidate or another candidate, but it's, um, 
I'm generally against things that are anti-meritocratic uh, or where there's an attempt to suppress discussion, um, where e- even discussing a topic is, uh, you know, not allowed. Um, what Bindmeyer's is communism rebranded. Well, I mean, that said, because of that battle against the woke mind virus, you're perceived as being right wing. If the woke is left, then I suppose that would be true. Um, but I'm not sure. I think there are aspects of the left that are, that are good. I mean, if you're in favor of, you know, uh, the, the environment, um, or, you know, if you want to have a positive future for humanity, if you believe in empathy for your fellow human beings, um, you know, being kind and not cruel, I, I, whatever those values are. So, as he says there, though, the most important out of that is the woke, the woke, uh, wokeness is just communist rebranded. I know we've talked about that here equally. And really, that's what we are dealing with for a very large degree here. When you're dealing with the Epsteins, when you're dealing with the ADL, where you're dealing with our governments, we are dealing with communist type of sentiments, communist mentality. You know, for years and years and years, you listen to the show, we had people talking about communitarian, communitarian, the common good, yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, it breaks down to communists. You can call it communitarian. I get it. We get it. But people understand that this is a communist uprising. You see it in America today. Can you imagine some idiot, literally some communist thug in a woke Dunce woke Colorado removes Trump from a ballot uh, based on some literally law legal legal ignorant legal idiocy, and then it's followed by Maine, and they do the same thing. I was talking the other day, you know, with these people who are trying to control the country. There comes a time is when do people have their own insurrection, a real insurrection? against those who are trying to dictate to everybody else who is supposed to not lead, but be a part of how we govern ourselves. It's the Fetch, back with more after this. Pacific. Freedom enough. First off, we ought to look at the word nation, because the word nation is oftentimes used as a synonym for country. 
That's not what the word means. Uh, there are people who take uh, an oath or pledge of allegiance, one nation under God. Not one country under God, one nation. I'll turn to Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition. It's the centennial edition of Black's, first published in 1891. This is a 1991 edition. The word nation. They rely upon Montoya versus United States, found at 180 U.S. 261, 21 Supreme Court Reporter at 358, or 45 Lawyers Edition, page 521. Quote, with regards to defining the word nation, a people or aggregation of men existing in the form of an organized general society, usually inhabiting a distinct portion of the earth, speaking the same language, well, I guess we've kind of lost out on that one, haven't we? Using the same customs, I think we failed there as well, possessing historic continuity and distinguished from other like groups by their racial origin, well, if you're white, you can't use that word, and characteristics, and generally, but not necessarily, living under the same government and sovereignty. You are listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Welcome back. It's Fetch Inside the Eye Live. Again, we are coming to you on Speak Free Radio at speakfreeradio.com. So uh, check that out. Uh, make your way also, I guess, if you'd like to look at some of the latest works out there, Money Tree Publishing. You might want to look at Money Tree Publishing, some works that are available for Money Tree Publishing, which helps finance and supports the uh, network here. So uh, two places you might want to go look. Kind of cool. Um Kind of keep moving along here. First of all, uh, telephone lines 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Get into the studio, insidetheilive.com forward slash ITEL. That's insidetheilive.com forward slash ITEL. And the chat room, which is humming along pretty well, is uh, insidetheilive.com. And then click on the live chat button that will get you into the, the door there. Let me see if it's happening. Yeah, still humming along pretty well. So just good morning to everybody in the chat room again. Usually the chat room there, frankly, is uh, uh, pretty good. I mean, the, the conversation is actually pretty good. It's a little bit off the tangents a little bit, but that's okay. You can listen, I guess, and talk about other things equally uh, as you need. 
But normally it's pretty uh, fairly informative for even me. I'll pick some stuff up from time to time inside the chat room. So, guys, uh, good morning to you. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We've had the Israelis uh, assassinating the Hamas guy up in Beirut. That was a genius move, trying to trying to extend this. They, we've had the Americans assassinate this week a uh, a leader of one of the resistance groups. We now have a committee forming in Iraq by the prime minister. I think his name is Sadani. Uh, I believe it's Sadani. I forget the name, but I think it's Sadani. But we have the, anyways, the Iraqi prime minister is forming a group now that will be, their job is to discuss the viability of maintaining U.S. forces inside of Iraq. And the idea is is that uh, they're looking for ways now to remove the Americans once and for all from Iraqi territory. They're saying, what do we need them there for? And if you want to understand the Americans there, why, what they're doing there, they claim they're there to protect against ISIS. Nobody buys that. Uh, you know, they may buy it. Uh, some people might. Soldiers might. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I don't buy it, frankly. Uh, there's something more going on there. Well, what happened is this week uh, there's been a lot of attacks on U.S. forces inside of Syria and inside of Iraq. And why? Why? Because Kirby, Blinken, the rest of the American establishment, they have gone all in on supporting the Israeli government, supplied them with weapons, provide them with diplomatic cover, allowed literally a mass murder of people inside of Palestine. It is not a joke, guys, what's actually uh, happening in Palestine. If I can get you some numbers here. Over, according to... uh I believe this is coming out of uh, Ministry of Health, but uh, maybe no. 30,034 civilians killed since the Jewish sadistic criminal state began this operation inside of Gaza. 30,034 of them 27,681 are considered to be civilians. That's 27,681. Of those, 6,009 are women. 11,833 are children. The percentage of children or women and children is 60%. So essentially it's even. 30% children, which it's a little more, of course. It's about uh, 33% children. You can almost call it 33, 33, 33. It's not quite there, but 33% are children. Um, 6,000 of 30 is uh, one six. So six is one. I forget my, I forget my inversion tables, guys. But anyways, one sixth of those are women. A uh, one-fifth of those are women. So that's 20%. Okay, I do know that one. And uh, the the balance would be men, of which there's about four, three 3,000 or so uh, considered to be military casualties by the Palestinians. The percentage of civilians here is 92%. 92%. And you want to know how the Nakba occurred since in 1948. You're, you're witnessing it. Straight up, this is the Nakba of 2023, now to move into 2024. Well, to enable all of this carnage, all of this mass murder, all of this criminal activity, you have Blinken, 
who's the head of the, the Secretary of State of the United States. You have Kirby, who's in charge of the military inside of the United States. These two war criminals are all supportive of this mass murder. Their actions, if not their words, clearly support this. Their actions, for sure, support the mass murder of all these people. Well, obviously, the people of the region are looking at this and saying, you know, um, this doesn't work for us. We don't need this type of uh, criminal element living amongst us. We can't trust the Americans because we know they're just as genocidal as the uh, Israelis here. At least that's the perception on the ground. So we got to get rid of them. So what are they doing? They're launching attacks against the U.S. military. So far, there's been no deaths, but we've had had some casualties. The Iranians have refrained. If the Iranians, with their ballistic missiles, wanted to hit the U.S. forces, they could obliterate half of the bases inside of the inside, if not more. The Iranians actually have this capability. Don't listen to me. Excuse me. Don't listen to Bongino. Bongino would make you think that Iran is nothing but uh, a nothing. It's just like a toothpick country. Easy to snap it. No, I don't think that. Bongino's an idiot on these repairs. Hell, he, he, he protected Obama for good, for, for goodness sake. I mean, the guy, the guy's part of the deep state. Okay. He's part of the deep state. No doubt about it. So pro Israel, you, it's disgusting to listen to the guy. Well, anyways, the Americans now are looking at being evicted out of Iraq. Literally evicted. Okay. How's it working out for you, Kirby? How's it working out for you, Blinken, you freaking morons? You know, you're out there in Syria basically stealing oil because Trump told you to steal the oil. Great, Trump. Good job, buddy. You're such cowards. You're, you're out there stealing other people's resources. What a coward. What a mafia piece of crap coward this is. How about you go back to being an adult let people start to govern their own affairs. Oh, we're not allowed to do that in America, are we? We have to take whatever the ADL gives us. We have to take whatever the Friends of Israel in the UK give us. We can't, we can't have our own government. Jews can go ahead and, and govern their own affairs, but nobody else is allowed to. We gotta listen to the ADL all day. My goodness. Let's listen to Greenblatt kvetching for half an hour, telling us how anti-Semitism is on the rise. Here's the thing, dude. How about you just get out of everybody's way? Let us have our own business, our own governments without you, and we won't even talk about you. But if you're going to be in the way all the time, well, yeah, I guess you're going to have to deal with the fact that nobody likes you. We don't want you. Whether you call it anti-Semite, who gives a frick? Literally, who gives a damn? You're behind part of the, part of the vaccine rollout that's killed 17 million plus 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 worldwide. We already know where you stand. You're mass murderers. So some people see it. It's been terrible, of course, especially up in Canada. But if you look at Jews, I, I've said all along, <laughs> Jewish people, for all their talk about the rule of law. And democracy and all this crap. They're all about violence. Behind the scenes, they're all about violence. BLM in America was all about violence. Flooding Europe right now with all of these refugees, it's all about violence. 
perpetuating the current system by forcing the people, the locals, to have to deal with the fact that they're being invaded and attacked and assaulted every day. And if you raise a voice, the Jews want to literally, through their government agencies, jail you for talking about it. What, you filed a complaint against somebody that just beat you over the head with a baseball bat from Mali? Well, well, that's, that's racist, dude. The guy from Mali is supposed to have the, ha, is supposed to have a right to hit you over the head. Didn't you know that? We're going to have to charge you now there, Mr. Smith. That's kind of how it works. But Jewish elements, especially the LGBTQ movement, is exceedingly vicious, exceedingly violent. You know, back in the day when I was, had a pretty good Twitter account, the very first run in I had was with the faggotry of the LGBTQ movement, the intolerance of the LGBTQ movement. You, you don't address them correctly and they think, you, you know, they can ban you all the time. But they're violent, folks. I do wish death on transphobic people because they wish death on me and have caused death to many, many, many of my brothers and sisters in the trans community. I want to stab all of you to death as many times as I can. I want to stab you in the throat and twist it like I'm carving a fucking pumpkin. I want to shred you into tiny fucking pieces. I want to tear your fucking bones out from your goddamn body. I want to scoop your brains out with a fucking spoon. I want to eat your fucking flesh. Mm. I didn't, re- I didn't listen to that. Again, we try not to play those F-bombs out there. But that is the voice of Jewish trans. You don't like the F-bombs? You don't like all the violence? Why did you criticize me year after year after year after year for exposing this type of crap? These whacked out, sick, pathetic, violent people. And you're trying to silence me because I'm quote-unquote anti-Semitic. What a stupid thing you were, right? Yeah, really, really intelligent. Now, now you got this crap everywhere you look. They're in your government. They're in your your court systems. They're literally everywhere. They're openly saying, "Look, I want to do this to you. I want to do that. I want to cut your throat out. I want to twist it like a like I'm like I'm, like I'm carving up a pumpkin. I want to bash your bones in." Welcome to Jewish transgenderism, everybody. This isn't about human rights. This is about allowing an extremely psychopathic, sick part of society to have dominion inside of the United States. I was watching another thing. I think it was with Tucker Carlson. And it was just a short clip, and I didn't record it or put it out. But you had the guy talking up to Tucker about Thailand. And in Thailand... And I've never been to Thailand, by the way. I don't know, but they have them certainly in uh, the Philippines also. But in Thailand, they call themselves ladyboys. Ladyboys, you know. They're not calling themselves women. And that was the whole point of this. They're not trying to compete with women. They're not trying to pretend they're women. They call themselves ladyboys. All right, fine. Whatever, whatever suits you, that's okay. They're not trying to, to create a whole... A whole exalt, what's the term? I forget the term. Gestalt, I think, is the old term. i got to look that term up. But they're not trying to create this tire and gestalt about how trans are actually women. And you got to miss, if you don't gender me correctly, I'm going to just beat the hell out of you. No, every, only in America do we have this problem. 
only in the United States. You don't have this, I guarantee you, in the Philippines. They're not trying to compete with women. They're trying, not trying to go into women's sports and compete with women in sports. They're not trying to beat them up in, let's say, boxing matches. They're lady boys. Okay, they're, and as you see the difference here, the issue is only in the United States are we dealing with type of uh, psychological perversions. This strange psychopathic mindset that somehow these people are actually women and we're supposed to tolerate the fact that that's what they think where it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. It's really, really, really on the insanely stupid side of the spectrum. Yet we have to deal with it time and time again. Why? I mean, literally, why, why are we dealing with this crap? Because uh, we want to abuse ourselves by these abusive insane, narcissistic, psychologically impaired people? That would be my guess. People like it. No, I don't think they do like it. They're tired of it. saw another video at the uh, people going into barber shops in America. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And, and the, the, the hairstylist or the barber or whatever says, hi, do you, do you mind if I touch you? Like, what? Just cut my hair, dude. I, I want this, like this, like this. No, no. Do you mind if I touch you? What? Literally. You have a movement now in the barbershop community where before they will cut your hair, they're asking you first if you mind if they will touch you. Like you're supposed to cut somebody's hair with what, a lawnmower? Remote controlled? I mean, what do you mean? Do you mind if I touch you? And then they take it a step further. Hi, what are your pronouns? What? You know, I saw one guy, he said, just cut my hair, man. Just just cut my hair. Yes, but do you mind if I touch you? I said, just cut my hair. Make it a little bit, trim it up. Then the guy asks us, this guy says, well, may I ask your pronouns? You're fucking saying, get the just got up and got out of the place. Literally just got up and got out of the place. Oh. Some uh, news coming out of California, which, as you know, is a pretty insane place to live nowadays. But a little bit of sanity coming out. There's a California judge is ruling that families of dead children can now sue Snapchat over their kids using the app to buy fentanyl. That's okay for me. So Snapchat, I believe, is a Facebook product. Snapchat. I think it's, no, I think Instagram is Snap is Facebook. I don't know who Snapchat's owned by. I don't use Instagram or Snapchat. Maybe they're the same. But uh, Instagram lock blocked me. I, they wouldn't even let me sign up. They actually wouldn't even let me sign up. That was interesting. Anyways, there's a lawsuit involving 60 families who claim that their children purchased the drug on the app and overdosed, many of them fatally. So now families are accusing uh, Snapchat of multiple wrongdoings, including product defects, negligence, and wrongful death. And the California judge is going to allow this to uh, move forward. So that would be rather interesting because we all know that Snapchat and Facebook and all these other social media companies, especially Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, but for sure Facebook, are what long time been accused of promoting pedophilia, pederasty, if you want to call it correctly. And uh, 
we'll see how this thing plays out. But that's kind of a interesting move happening in uh, in uh, the legal sphere. Tucker Carlson came out his episode sixty. It was uh, just this past, I think, yesterday, and. You know, the lesson, you know, talking about basically the COVID disaster and should we be uh, giving the who more power? Now, I heard that there are a couple bills now in the Congress that are looking to take the Americans out of the who and out of the United Nations. I do not know. I have to go read the text. But from what I hear, there are a couple bills in the U.S. Congress right now that have just been put forward the past week or so that are looking to remove the United States from the World Health Organization and from the United Nations. Um, that might be good overall for patriots even. The United Nations right now, have you, by the way, have you seen... Have you seen the uh, United Nations ambassador from the United States... Seriously, have you seen this woman? What a, let me try to get her name for you. U.S. Ambassador, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Ambassador to the U.N. You want to talk about adult. Ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield. Is that her? No, because this is a black lady. Is this her? So no one's white. It can't be her. Because I just saw her voting the other day. On a, on a resolution about, uh, Gaza and man. You could see this woman's just adult. Just brain, brain dead. Stupid. Yeah, there she is. Ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield. This black woman, clearly a diversity hire. Uh, nominated by Joseph Biden. Again, this woman is a diversity hire. You can see she is confused on the floor of the United Nations. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing. An ignoramus, a complete black jackass, another diversity hire that has no business running the affairs of us of the United States. You know, literally, maybe, maybe you can put her in charge of a McDonald's somewhere. Maybe. Maybe, maybe you can put her in charge of the fries department. I don't know. Maybe she put her in charge of making shakes, but to be the ambassador to the United States and you're watching her work and you watch her, just an idiot. Says here, these, uh, includes ambassadorships to Liberia. Should have stayed there and Switzerland. She was in Switzerland. Where else? Uh, Pakistan, Kenya. She's been all over the place. Gambia, Nigeria, Jamaica. So she's been all over the place, to say the least. She was uh, served as the principal deputy assistant secretary of the Bureau of African Affairs between 2006 and 2008. And I'll tell you what, you want to see the picture of a diversity hire? Go look at uh, our ambassador right now, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. What what an absolute waste uh, of uh, our ability to work. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll skip this story here. Um, <laughs> I'll skip that story. i got to read some of these stories here. All right, so just let me kind of move along here, unscripted a little bit. Uh, most of what we do is unscripted, by the way. Uh, if you've been following the events in, in uh, uh, Russia... What was interesting this past week and a half or so is you had a massive amount of missile strikes on the Ukraine. 
And then what happened was Ukraine followed up with a, a I guess a January 1st attack on the city of Belgorod. So this happened, I guess, last Sunday, New Year's Day, and uh, killed like, I don't know, 110 people, something like that. Clearly a terrorist attack, you know, trying to, uh, you know, attack civilian targets. And Russia came back and then hit them again. Now we're understanding that maybe Russia's using ICBMs, or not ICBMs, but some ballistic missiles from Korea, uh, North Korea. So that could be a testing ground for North Korean technology. Maybe they'll get some benefits on how to fix their technology or improve their technology. There's, of course, a lot of rumors coming about Iranian weapons and small arms being used by the Russians. And, of course, you've got, a, like, supposedly a million, a million 152-millimeter uh, shells were brought in from North Korea to Russia to be used on the, on the front lines in the Donbass area, or at least within Ukraine. But what's interesting about this is that apparently... What Russia did this past week is they targeted a lot of areas where NATO has their staging areas, where NATO has advisors, and where there's a lot of mercenaries who are basically, you know, living it up a little bit and a little bit nicer confines when they're not out at the front lines. And I suspect what happened inside of Russia this past week is Zelensky is trying to like the cowards down in Israel. They want to involve the United States with boots on the ground. Listen, you want to take our freaking transgender soldiers, you can have them. Go ahead. Put them at the front line. Let them go cut the throats out of the Russians, whatever. And no, I don't, I don't like the fact that Russians are having to go out and kill everybody. I don't like that. It's kind of what the Syrians had to do over the past uh, 10 years, 12, 15 years, whatever it's been. I, I don't envy the Russians having to do that, in other words. It's not a cool thing to have to force them to do. But from our point of view, strategically, listen, Kirby, you got a whole bunch of woke freaking morons? Give those people. Just give them away. All these transgender people and all these people running around in high heels, put them on the front lines. Just give them to the Ukrainians. Say, here, these are your troops. We're just going to give them to you. We promise everybody, if they survive, we're going to give them a 12-pack of lipstick, man. 12-pack of lipstick. We're going to give them 24 different colors of nail polish, okay? And while they're in the field, we're going to give them camouflage-colored nail polish. Just take them. Just take them. But I think what they did is they went after some of our elite people. And our elite people, I can assure you, for the most part, are not transgender. So we've heard rumors of uh, Iris missile systems being taken out. Over 1,000 Iris missiles being taken out in one. They, they put them in one warehouse and they got blown up. So now the Germans are going to try to replace them. We hear about Zaluzhny, who's the uh, head of the military inside of Ukraine, crying about how he doesn't have any more soldiers. Well, I can't fight anymore. I need more soldiers. Listen, Zaluzhny. Call up Biden, tell him you'll take our transgenders. We got about, I don't know, 30% of our military now is transgender. Take them. Take them. From an American to you guys, take them. Just take them. In fact, you can have everybody inside of the ADL. Just take them. We'll give them to you. You can have everybody in the 600-plus NGOs that are being used to flood America with immigrants. Let's see if we can give you those guys. And then you go fight your war. 
enjoy yourself. Knock yourself out because it's not going to make a difference. You can do whatever you want. The Russians are going to keep escalating, escalating, and escalating until they meet their objectives. And Zeluzny this week is whining and crying, I don't got soldiers to fight anymore. We need more soldiers. Dude, you, it doesn't matter how many soldiers you get. You're done. And the Americans, for the most part, I can't see them actually intervening. I think there's enough, enough people inside the military with power to block this. Even though our military is filled with a bunch of idiots. It's a fetch. Back with more after this. It's a completely unexpected assortment of people. There is no thread that I can find that connects all of the people who've popped up in my life to be that lone, brave person in the crowd who says, no, thank you. You could not have known who these people are. They don't fit a common profile. Some are people like me. Some of them don't look like me at all. Some of them are people I despised on political grounds just a few years ago. But there's in one case someone who I made fun of on television, who was really the embodiment of everything I found repulsive, who in the middle of COVID decided, no, I'm not going along with this. And once you say one true thing and stick with it, all kinds of other true things occur to you. The truth is contagious. And the second you decide to tell the truth about something, you are filled with this. I don't want to get supernatural on you. But you are filled with this power from somewhere else. Try it. I disagree with you. We'll talk about these issues in the open regardless of the color of our skin. The more you tell the truth, the stronger you become. That's completely real. But you look around and you see these people, and some of them really have paid a heavy price for telling the truth. They are cast out of their groups, whatever those groups are, but they do it anyway. My dear, I was in deep meditation for our Kundalini Tantric sharing when I sensed a disturbance in the farce. Yes, my darling Michael, I sense it too. Something is changing with my lost weekend with Giuseppe the G-Man. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Listen, guess what today is? Paul Day! That's right, Truthaholics. Your lost weekend with Giuseppe now begins on Hump Day. Paul Day! The Sane Asylum Hump Day Hootenanny, Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. The Sane Asylum Thirsty for Truth, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. The Perfect Triangle, TGIF Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Your Messiac must rest on the Sabbath. Then, the fastest hour in talk radio, the worldwide simulcast of the Sunday Night Sane Asylum on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com. If you miss any live show, head over to the podcast section at speakfreeradio.com to guzzle you some truth.
You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live, intelligent media for the politically aware. I got a mosquito flying around, and that's not a good thing. Uh, anyways, welcome back. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's Saturday, uh, January the 6th. Again, there's a video coming out, I believe, called Patriot Day, something like that. And uh, obviously, January 6th is a huge day in the United States. It's the day, really, that the U.S. Congress staged an insurrection. That's what they did. They They staged... A mob, they staged all of this uh, activity so that they can stop. Really, this is it, folks. So they can stop the debate about what should happen with all the votes and the, the, uh, electoral college votes, mainly from Arizona on that day. Um, you know, sending it back to the states to let the states decide. And in the, in the dark of the night, really the early parts of the morning, 3 a.m., seems to be a favorite hour of theirs. They initiated the, uh, the debate again without people in the cameras. And the next thing, when you woke up in the morning, they had declared that, uh, Donald, uh, Biden was your next president. These guys are traitors. Everybody. I don't care if you're Matt Getz. I don't care who you are inside of this Congress are traitors to the American people. Period. They are engaging and participating in a massive fraud against the American people. It was stated this week that the United States is now $34 trillion, trillion dollars in debt and that the interest payments on this are now a trillion dollars a year. Folks, I can't, I, I honestly, I can't read a, how stupid this is. From just a common sense perception, how stupid this is that we are handing over $1 trillion to private Jewish bankers. So they can go ahead, along with their agents in Israel, buy up our, all of our politicians. And here we are paying them a trillion dollars a year just to buy up our people and create all these laws that enslave us. A trillion dollars. Folks, printing money is a service. It's like any other print job. I mean, think about it. They're printing money. Okay, to print the money, it's a job. Okay, I recognize it's a secure job. You need special paper. You need special inks. You need watermarks. You need all of these various things that go into making secure documents. I actually do know a little bit about secure documents because I used to represent companies that made passports. Okay, so I'm familiar with like the whole mindset 
I was with companies that made secure ID documents, secure, let's say, like your driver's licenses. I'm aware of the principles behind it. Not a genius at it, but I've actually represented companies that do it, that actually make the passports. Okay, I get it. I understand how the security works. Now, if I'm a government and I put out a tender for, let's say, 60,000 passports, somebody's going to win that job. If it's Jordan, it's going to be a company called Josico, Jordan Security Company. It's basically owned by King Abdullah, or at least King Abdullah is a major investor. Okay, so King Abdullah, his company, not him, but his company makes a fair share on the open market, these are international tenders uh, making the Jordanian passport. I know that. No problem. But you know what? The Jordanian government puts out the tender. And they'll pay, I don't know, whatever the case is, $6, $9 for the passport. They'll turn around they'll sell it to you for $70. That's really how this works, folks. It's not that complicated. The secure ID card, let's say your driver's license, it will cost about $4, $4.5 for all the technology recovery, yada, yada, to print up that that uh, secure, what do you call it, your secure uh, driver's license. They're going to turn around and sell it to you for knows, who knows how much. It's how they make money. Literally, this is, how this is one of the ways they're making money. And that's just how it works. But when I go and I buy the passport, if I'm a government agent, I buy the passport. I really want to eat this popcorn. What I do is I don't tell the passport company, you supply the passports and uh, uh, charge me interest for them. You know, you go ahead and you control it and you charge me interest. The more passports I I print, the more interest I'm going to owe you. How stupid would that be, right? It's just a print job. It's just a freaking print job. Same with the, same with the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, driver's licenses or secure IDs, your birth certificates. They're secure. What we're going to charge interest for all that stuff? No, it's a print job. You print the job, you pay for the print job, and it's finished. It's common sense, and it's no different with money. There's no difference. You're printing money. There's a print job. You have ink, you have paper, you have the fibers that go into the paper, you have the special special type of cotton cotton cloth that goes into the uh the notes, at least for the dollars. If it's gonna be plastic, you got your own special stuff to make the plastic. But it's a print job. Just freaking you're just printing a job. That's it. Who in the hell came up with this brilliant idea to prove that you're going to grant these people the right to to give us the money, which is a print job, and then you're going to charge? They're going to charge you interest for the money that they gave you, but it's just a freaking print job. It's no more. It's a print job, everybody. Listen, if we need a hundred billion dollars, twenty billion dollar, hundred, let's say a hundred and twenty billion of twenty dollar notes in the in the market, I go print the job up and I get it into the market. It's a print job. Why in the hell am I paying interest for this? I need eight hundred and twenty billion dollars in the market. For my military, I don't. It's a stu- you know, we're just blowing money on the military, which is wasting it. But I need, let's say, eight hundred twenty billion dollars. 
And Congress says, you know what? We need 820. Okay, Congress has the right to go ahead and issue currency. All right, fine. Put out a tender. Have a few people out there and say, how much would you charge us to monitor, to release this money into the market? If you want to do it electronically, okay, I get that. But how much are you going to charge us to manage it? Over a two-year, oh, let's say the funding is a year, a year, okay? How much are you going to charge us to manage it? This much? Okay. So it went from 820, you're going to charge me two and a half percent? No, are you kidding me? Because, you know, in the, in the, in the market, you can earn as much as 30%, right? You got to pay your bills, yada, yada, yada. So the question goes back again, why? Why is anybody paying interest on what is essentially a print job? The dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's just so lacking in any common sense why I'm paying interest for a print job. Just because it money doesn't make it not a print job. It's still a print job. And now they're paying a trillion dollars in interest for what is essentially a print job? There's no difference from printing tickets to printing passports to printing calling cards, whatever the case is. It's just freaking printing, everybody. It's printing. It has a fixed price plus profit. Period. That's it. And yet here we are paying interest. Time and time again, it's up to a trillion dollars in interest right now. This should be shut down. It's such a racket, it's lame. Folks, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I'm going to go sit there, and I'm going to go print up 50,000 tickets for a concert, and I, I'm going to pay interest for those tickets. Yeah, I, you're gonna. I'm gonna have to charge you three and a half percent per year for that until you give me back all the tickets, because it's not your money. What? I'm loaning your money to you? No, you're not. Just let print my freaking money and get the hell out of my face. And that's where this whole system is all whacked out. Starts with the money. We're giving a trillion dollars to, to just a couple Jewish bankers. Now, you think they got your best best interest at heart? Hell, look what they're doing in Gaza right now. They want to put you in 15-minute cities. They want you vaccinated. They want to sit there and literally tell you what you can and can't say, what you can and can't do. They want to put you on CBDCs, you name it. They just want to, they just want to enslave the world. So we're allowing it by paying interest on what is a print job. A stupid, lousy print job. You know, there's probably about five to seven to who knows how many dozen or so, who knows, that do secure printing of currency out there in the world. If we need $100 trillion, okay, not trillion dollars, if we need $100 billion in the market, okay, go put it out for, for tender. We need $100 billion, $1 notes. Makes sense to me. Thrown out to the phones real quick, too. Uh, 281. Hello. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hello, it's Bruce. How you doing, Pitch? Bruce, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? All right. I just had a good day of flying. Touch and goes, you know. Oh, you're still getting that. Uh, I wish I had two eyes again. That would be fun. I actually only have one eye now. I'd be not certified to, to be landing a Cessna on an air, our airport. My My vision's not so good. 
Yeah, I'm sure you can probably land it, but you
the the genocide of the Gazans, you know, putting their faces on on, on mobile billboards and putting out do not hire lists and and getting these these university pro- professors or these uh, uh, presidents, you know, forcing them to resign and all this stuff. And and this same guy during COVID set up a scam where he went on the air like with MSNBC and he predicted a a huge crash of the economy. He had, he had positioned his money to benefit on the panic selling, and he made a, a windfall, a huge windfall. I mean, these people, they just play with us. And that's the root of their uh, of their power is the control of money. And uh, so that's, that's the you have to get the all the violence in the world. You can store the capital. You're not going to get rid of them. You need to get rid of their banks. But I, I want to turn to Trump. You want to talk about Trump? Trump's good. He's going to be very big yeah, this year, for sure. Yeah, he seems like that. He's very undone. I, we all should realize that. We all do. But, you know, he he has his Jewish friends, and he moves the, the embassy to Jerusalem and kills Soleimani and, and this and that. But that's not enough. That's not enough for them. And, and when they're attacking him. They're attacking us. As a matter of fact, you know, when Joe Biden yesterday, uh, he, he characterized Trump as, you know, being like, we're all Nazis. And DHS is actually putting, you know, Trump supporters, you know, on the list. That's just the ones that went into the Capitol. We're enemies of the state in their eyes. And he's an enemy of the state. So when they're attacking him, they're attacking us. In other words, it, and so uh, that, that's something to be concerned about. Uh, you know Alan uh, Sobrowski, don't you? Uh, Sobrowski, I remember from nine eleven. Yes, I, I've I've conversed with him. Yes. Um, he had originally agreed to come on the show, but I guess he understood what the show's about, and maybe that was what made him stop. But um, we oh, came okay. close to bringing him on. That would have been a very nice thing. Yeah, well, he was on uh, with Doctor Barrett this week on his on his uh, uh, Hot show. About halfway through it, he goes through on his. Uh, this local, uh, I guess you call it, county commissioner up in upstate New York, he was getting complaints about airplanes landing at this airplane at night, at this airport at night that doesn't have a control tower. In the middle of the night, jets flying in and out. And so he took a news crew with him to see what was going on. And his unmarked jet lands, there's buses waiting for it, and there's immigrants coming off of it. He said that there's not even, there wasn't even end numbers or a visible end number on it. It's just a white jet passenger plane. And, and they're filming that they got the news crew there, and then the deputies come to him and say, oh, you need to leave here. And he says, what do you, what do you mean? I, I'm, I'm part of the government. I'm a county commissioner. And he says, well, we got orders from the Department of Homeland Security that you're harassing their operation here. This is Homeland Security. If they're not running the plane, they got somebody there with the NGO that's running it. You know, and that's what the Biden administration is doing to us they're on the border mm-hmm. and everything. And so, you know, yeah, Trump, Zion, Donald, but damn, I mean, it wasn't as bad back then before 2020 as it is now. And so I don't think, you know, there's a choice, there's a choice to be made here. Some people got this, this Trump derangement syndrome. I just can't understand it. He just triggers people emotionally. And I see it all over the internet where people, I think we should know better. It seems you're, you're criticizing Biden for something. Oh, well, well, Trump is this and that too, you know. So, what's the what's the difference? But there's a hell of a lot of difference, as far as I can see it. 
If, and look at what's going on in God. He had Morsi. Remember Morsi after the Arab Spring? He was he was elected into office. Well, he was part of the Muslim Brotherhood. And then so a coup was put on him to get him out of there and get Al-Sisi in. Now, if Morsi was still running Egypt, don't tell me that he wouldn't be doing something to, to oppose this, uh, this Israeli operation in Gaza. See, that, that, that's it. The, the democracy is great until someone's in there who they don't want. Just like the uh, alternative for Deutschland, just like for the Golden Dawn. Hamas uh, would be another. Greece, by the way, you know, Hamas so. is another. You know, Hamas was duly elected in what was considered at the time to be very fair and open elections. Yeah. You know, that literally they, yeah, they had know. monitors there for the entire election and, uh, they, they actually did a good job. They had done a great outreach politically, did their job. They have a military wing, but they also have their political wing. They're not necessarily connected, but Jews don't look at it that way. They just say, let's kill everybody. And that's kind of what's happening because they don't want Hamas. They funded Hamas, but they never expected Hamas to become a legitimate thing in the eyes of the Palestinians because it is a, a legitimate in the eyes of the Palestinians. Palestinians. Exactly. I just wanted to get that off my chest. If someone wants to debate me about it, uh, call in, and I'll call back if you want to. If you want to host a, a debate on the issue, but it's just this whole thing. Just like Elon Musk, people go after Elon Musk too. Oh, look what he did in Israel, and he's not, he's South African Jew, and this and that. I don't know if this is an operation like a like an operation disenfranchise uh, supporters of these people or is just uh, some kind of a mind tick or, or what? But I don't think, uh, you know, the, the, let the perfect be the enemy of the good enough. You know what? People don't understand if you don't know Donald Trump, the people love him. Let's be honest. People love him. And he presents very well. There was uh, a story came out this week, showed him coming in. It was filmed by some hospital staff. And he was walking in the back and then all the people, hey, Mr. President, thank you for coming. Mr. President, thank you for coming. He actually took the time. He stopped, greeted them very, you know, warmly, um, come over, asked if he could shake their hands. He shook their hands. And, you know, the guy has the ability to reach and touch people. Let's be honest. He's very good at it. Really, really good at it. And uh, he should be the president today. No doubt about it. He should be. Some say he still is. You know what I mean? And all this is just theater, you know, and who knows? Because now what we've learned is, you know what I mean? You, you never know. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, you just never know what's going on nowadays. It's that freaking insane with the way the information has been twisted. All right. All right, so Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you so much, Bruce. Uh, stay safe. You know, land that thing correctly. You know, only time I landed a plane, dude, I bounced it like 45 feet. You know, <laughs> literally. Uh, I was piloting and, and like, uh, I didn't know that the, uh, my friend Curtis, he had given me the, the reins. He didn't tell me I'm supposed to land the aircraft, you know? So I was guiding it in and uh, I'm like, Kurt, pull back, man. Kurt, pull back. We're, we're coming in too heavy, Kurt. We're coming in too heavy. And, uh, 
we came in and and uh, I bounced the plane about 45 feet in the air and it was kind of like chuckling a little bit and the people in the tower saying everybody you know Cherokee 128 you okay over there yeah yeah we're fine just uh, just a little bit rough landing there I'm like why didn't you tell me man I was thinking you gotta pull back pull back you know gotta get the flaps to drop a little bit so you can like you know get the plane to stall a little bit and come down soft and he never told me it was like come on Kurt you're gonna kill us but a lot of fun <laughs> A lot of fun in those days, flying those little aircraft. A lot of fun. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see if I can come anything out of Iraq real quick. we got about two minutes. Uh, let's see. Classified details on Biden yesterday's Iraq strike. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'd have to read this. It's actually kind of a report. But nonetheless, you know, you've got a lot of problems right now for the United States in Iraq. A lot. And they're not talking too much about it. But uh, a lot is going on. I have not gone to Jordan. I need to probably fly to Jordan and privately meet with some people just because. Because, uh, just because I want to just know what's going on. But I got to come flying and meet with them. But nonetheless, we've got a lot of groups fighting Right now in Basra, between the various groups, you know, you know what the United States and, and Israel did to Iraq is criminal, no doubt about it. What they did is absolutely criminal, and Iraq has been chaos ever since the Americans showed up. It, it's never been put back together. Uh, you had Bremer in there creating a world of corruption. That was our Jewish little guy, our governor of Iraq, a Jewish guy that brought a ton of. Uh, a ton of corruption to Iraq. Just he basically showed the Iraqis how to be as corrupt as you can get, and uh, the Iraqis took heart to it. They understood the money involved, and unfortunately for Iraqis, that place is a disaster now. Um, relative to um, Trump, you know, he's obviously out there, and he's basically stating what is obvious, you know. You cannot allow this current regime to remain in power. No, this guy is, we got a bad guy. He's a bad guy, actually, you know. They they try and make him like, oh, he's such a, he's not a nice person. I mean, he will go after his political opponent in a campaign, indict him four times. Today we got charged $370 million fine. On a perfect loan, nobody ever even heard of such a thing, using a statute that's disgraceful. These people are corrupt people, and they're bad people. They're actually very bad people, and uh, we can't let them get away with it. We better win this damn election. I'll tell you, this country's finished. Finished. Be back right after this.
of United Airlines last month, the CEO, he announced of all the hiring for all the new pilots that are coming up this year, all the hiring for the new pilots, the main focus is going to be diversity. What? <laughs> diversity? Not the best pilots you can find? The ones with the most hours of experience? Nope, diversity. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of flying all the time with these white pilots landing safely and on time. Boring. The Fetch and Inside the Eye Live is not always so serious, guys. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but it just you can't tell. <laughs> We're trying to be serious all the time, but at three. Heck, my chat room is so dead right now. It's like I got nine people there. Join us in the chat room, everybody. Inside the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so honored to be your first guest. That is you are my great. first guest. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it is indeed. I'm thinking about getting a lady co-host. What do you think? I should add a lady co-host to this? Just, we'll just change the whole format for Thursday. I think it's nice if you've got someone you can bounce on. <laughs> you should be careful if you use Lady Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Is this live? <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening back to this part. You know, maybe maybe Grizzlin's going to cut this part out. He's going to cut it out and say, this wasn't live. I know they were making a mistake. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Fetch Inside the Eye Live, intelligent media for the politically aware, right here on Speak Free Radio at speakfreeradio.com. And of course, you're listening on any affiliated stations out there. Uh, welcome equally. We want to, we don't want to neglect, we don't want to neglect that this is actually Christmas Eve for the Orthodox community. Now, I don't know if we have a very large uh, listening base in the Orthodox world, but the Orthodox Christian world, this is their Christmas Eve. That'll be tomorrow, Christmas Day. And uh, to all of you, if you are actually a part of that world, well, certainly uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, obviously, may all be well with you and your family going into 2024. Again, I don't even know if we have any listeners in this part of the world. Uh, we've never paid attention to those types of demographics, but if you are a part of that, uh, we just want to wish you a, a 
obviously a very happy holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas and I uh, hope really it's a blessed year for you and, and all of that kind of fun stuff. I saw an interesting thing coming out of a video, you know, about, uh, Merry Christmas to our Orthodox friends and, what the uh, soldier did, and I don't understand this. You guys, if you're uh, Orthodox, maybe you can call in and give me a, uh, a primer on what's going on here. <clears throat> but what the soldier did, he opened what appeared to be a beer. It was a bottle of beer. At least it appeared to be a bottle of beer. Put it that way. Maybe No, it appeared to be a bottle of beer, not wine. Wine would have a cork. And uh, he poured some of it on a tree. You know, right towards the, the, the trunk at the base of the tree, he poured it on the tree. And I guess it's something to share, I guess, a blessing with nature a little bit. I don't know why he did it, but he did. And it's like, then he drank some of it and then he put the cap back on the, uh, whatever he was drinking. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. I've never seen that before, but, uh, they obviously did it to show it. And, um, I'm just sharing it what I saw there. So kind of cool, kind of interesting. <clears throat> If you saw, let's see if I can find this thing here, Florida, I figure this stuff on the fly while I'm talking, Florida Attorney General, no, 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 Florida, what's that guy's name here, Florida, the, the medical, what is that term? Man, I'm getting, you know, because I'm not in the States anymore, my English is dying a little bit. Florida calls for end of mRNA. What's that guy's name? I just want to give him credit. Um, underline Florida. Oh, the attorney general. That's not the attorney. The surgeon general. Surgeon general. He was out this week. What is this guy's name? I want to give him credit. Okay. State surgeon general. Dr. Joseph A. Ladapo. And uh, again, he's a black guy, but this guy seems to have his head on. I, I've agreed with so much of what this guy's doing. He seems to be doing it. Obviously, I, I'm not racist. I just think a lot of black people just are diversity hires and they make really bad decisions. And that's just my observation. But this guy seems to be doing a very, very, very good job. And give credit where always credit is due. I believe in meritocracy at the end of the day. And uh, I just believe in it. So, okay, great. Anyways, he's out there. He's now calling for the uh, end of the COVID or just mRNA vaccines, probably in general. He says here, he outlines concerns here regarding nucleic acid contaminants and other contaminants in Pfizer and Moderna CR, uh, mRNA vaccines, particularly in the promoter enhancer DNA. There's also lipid nanoparticles. They are efficient for delivery, but also it looks like this may be what is causing the accelerated cancers, which seems to be a very big problem now in the United States states this week just to let you know this week i saw two cases of ambulances and again i never see ambulances so i'm thinking wow you know and when i was in the philippines there was 20 a day and you know what's going on they're just removing the bodies and i'm sure the ambulance drivers were probably plants literally listen you got a huge army of sick people out there and you took out of circulation the actual emt people in the philippines you place them with some of these psychopaths who will just go in and do the job for you and i'm sure that's what happened i i really do i believe this type of thing i'm that cynical so anyways i saw two this week and i'm like Ooh, i gotta start paying attention to this because if i start to see four or five a day then i'm gonna have to make some calls and see what's going on because um just just 
just, I would have to see what's going on, but it's curious. So anyways, uh, again, Florida Surgeon General is calling for the, just taking off the mRNA COVID things off the market. Should have been done a long time ago, frankly. People at the FDA, frankly, should have been arrested, tried for crimes against the American people, treason, executed. Uh, that goes true of the consultants. When you create a system that it caused this much economic damage to the United States, that's corruption. That's a level of corruption that should get you a bullet. As if this were China, just get you a bullet. You know what I mean? Enough of the crony capitalism that protects the pharmaceutical industry, which is not a pharmaceutical, it's not a pharmaceutical industry. It's a bioweapons manufacturing industry. And they are allowed to experiment on the American people. It appears to be one giant crime to keep population down, but that's a crime. Who are you serving? Are you serving an alien force? Uh, who are you serving? Literally, who is who is behind all of this? That's a good question. Anyways, the Department uh, of Health in uh, Florida, it's nationally accredited by the Public Health Accreditation Board. Again, these are another problems. The public, these accreditation boards, again, are a huge problem, and you have to look into it. You know, when you see people losing their license, it's usually done by some of these accreditation boards. They accredit whether your license is good or not. So you got to look into these boards. And again, these officials that are involved in criminal or corruption should be taken out. If people are dying from their decisions, then again, put them on trial. Uh, if you find them guilty, execute them. Again, that's just what they're doing to everybody else. And so you, you just got to understand politics is about power. Politics is about brute force and they are using it to a refined tea against everybody here in the United States. So just be aware of it. Just be aware of everything. Um, but it's interesting, you know, as far as what's going on with this quote unquote, this new world order, you know, Tucker Carlson is out there uh, talking about it. Who would have dreamed that? You know what I mean? Three years ago, four years ago. Uh, even though Tucker was saying things that were pretty good, you know, he was so anti-J6, you know, he's like, you know, the J6 people, I don't believe any of the stories coming out. Now he knows he's wrong. Now he knows he's wrong. And at least he's kind of come out and said that. But at the end of the day, he's talking about it. His audience is huge, everybody. It's huge. So... Keep up the pressure. You know what I mean? Keep up the pressure. Keep up talking because a lot of people out there don't want this new world order. And that goes throughout various ministries, institutions, etc. You know, this entire fake narrative, it starts with the Talmudic Jews. This is just one theory anyways. Starts with the Talmudic Jews that are running Hollywood. They created it all. They're the big people behind the adrenochrome. They're behind the child sacrifice. They're behind the child uh, pornography. You name it. They control all of this. Then it goes, of course, with the state of Israel. Epstein and all of this corruption from Epstein, it leads you straight to Mossad. Let me finish. This is a Mossad operation. If you're part of the military, you're part of Patriot intelligence. And I understand there's not too many of you out there. And... uh High dangerous for you to work if you are uh, against this, but nonetheless, you should be working against it like everybody else is. That is patriotic. That is these uh, these uh, revelations about Epstein and all the politicians in Israel. Again, freaking flattened Tel Aviv. 
come up with the scenarios to flatten Tel Aviv, to destroy political Zionism forever, to submerge it under the waters. Its supporters literally denazified, whatever you want to call it, denazify the Jewish state. If that's what you want to call it, you can debolshevize the Jewish state, whatever you want to call it. But it needs to be, to use a Russian term in today's world, it needs to be denazified. Period. It needs to be denazified. These people are absolutely whacked. You want to talk about insane people. Again, just go straight into, uh, go into Israel and, and understand why we're talking. People are asking whether or not I was going to be going to Israel from here. I said, dude, they wouldn't even let me in the country. They wouldn't let me into Israel. Seriously. I would go to the border. I would be probably held at the airport for six to ten hours, subjected to all kinds of abuse by the Jewish people, Jewish state, because they got all my social media. They know what I stand for. They're not going to let me come into Israel. Not, no, no chance. They're sick people. They want our money, but they don't want us to talk about anything. Yeah, they love to put their hands in my pocket. They want to steal your and my tax dollars, but they don't want you to talk about it. They want to basically steal your money, and you're supposed to say, okay, Mr. Jew, steal my money. Uh, the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, two of the most sadist- sinister, probably, not sadistic, well, you could call sadistic what they're doing to people, but nonetheless, two of the most sinister globalist organizations on the planet. You can add in the UN for that. <clears throat> UN has some promise somewhere, but uh, for the most part, the UN is a criminal organization. Also. But uh, the World Economic Forum, as we know, has made it a goal to destroy the farming industry in the world. What they want to do is destroy farming, and the purpose to destroy the farming is to create famine. Jews love death by famine. They love it. Look at all the different uh, types of ways Jews committed genocide in the past century, and you'll see that famine is right up there on the top of the list. Jews, just put Jews and famine and Sukkos all together, and you've basically got a good Jewish triune type of religion here. It all goes hand in hand. So they want to wage a war on farmers. Well, this week they decided they were going to wage war on the German farmers. And if you haven't seen the pictures coming out, from Germany, the massive, massive mobilization of farmers inside of Germany to come out to fight against the Greens. Yeah, the Greens are basically World Economic Forum stooges, traitors to the, to, to the German people. And so you had these mobs and mobs and mobs of farmers come out. They've escalated it to a huge degree. Berlin slams here as shameful an incident as Robert Habeck is lambasted by demonstrators over spending cuts. So they're trying to cut into subsidies in Germany. Part of the reason they're trying to cut into the subsidies would be that if we were to guess is due to the fact that the German government, if you want to call it that, has given away Germans wealth to the state of Ukraine to some faggot little Jew beggar. Zelensky, can you imagine a proud nation like Germany gives away their entire financial wherewithal to a stupid little punk faggot Jew in in Ukraine? I mean, how stupid are these people? Literally, the West is run by the biggest sect 
of certified idiots in the history of the Western world. I was watching a video, uh, YouTube. It's not like I was searching it out. YouTube just fed it up while I was kind of sleeping. And I woke up and there was something about European history in the six, you know, in the 800s, 900s, 1000, 110, just a history of early Europe. And I swear the amount of kings and crown princes and princes who were killed in battle is astonishing. You know, this king was killed in this battle. This king was killed in that battle. This king was captured in this battle. This king was surrounded and he gave concessions to this king. And, and, and it's amazing, honestly, how many kings, leaders in Europe died in the formation of Europe going on up into the 14, 1500s. Amazing. So many kings died. Literally. They're out there with their men fighting. Now, can you imagine a Habeck or a Stoltz or a, you know, Bearbeck or what all these people out there? Haverbeck, I don't even know all the names. Can you imagine these people out there actually fighting on the front lines in Ukraine? Because that's what would have happened back in, let's say, 880. They'd be out there fighting. Doesn't happen that way. So anyways, Germany has a huge budget crisis. What they were trying to do is take COVID money, repurpose it. I know they're trying to do that in the States also. Repurpose it. The government, uh, the court said, no, you can't do that. You no, know, you're just stealing. Literally, the, the, the parliament, the president, Stoltz, just tried to steal about $60 billion. Literally about 60, 65 billion. Tried to steal it. Literally, straight up. Based on your, by, based on German law, he tried to steal it. And he knows he's trying to steal it. Well, anyways, it's caused, the court said, no, you can't steal this money. And it's caused a huge, huge problem in, uh, uh, what do you say, in Germany, as far as their budgets go. They got a huge hole in their budget now. So one of the ways they're going to try to, you know, put some, uh, plug up the holes is to take the money away from the farmers. And so that's caused huge protests. It's a lot of discontent uh, inside of Germany right now. The spending cuts are all over because they don't have the $65 billion. Chancellor Schultz, uh, three-party coalition, uh, proposed amid the country's uh, still roiling budget crisis here, you know, to keep cutting expenses. And again, yeah, it was 60 euro, 60 billion euro hole in the budget because uh, the court said, no, you can't steal this money from another program. You didn't use it. It has to go. It has to just be forfeited. You can't use it. So we had farmers on Thursday organize themselves via Facebook groups and rush to the port of shoot seal, something like that. in Schleswig hosting to challenge Habeck, according to German media uh, sources here. Habeck and his wife, who had paid a private visit to the North Sea Island, were not able to disembark for security reasons. So they were stuck on literally this uh, ferry for a while. They had to leave the port on the boat, a spokesperson for the minister said. So the, uh, the situation further escalated as the ferry departed. There was a video shared on social media that showed police officers struggling to push back the mob. Police said that pepper spray and Light physical violence were used to push back against the demonstrators. Again, this is an assault by the police on the people. Again, treason. 
just hours before the ferry incident, the German government announced it would backtrack on some of the proposed tax hikes for farmers, but that did not assuage many of the farmers. So they've tried to backtrack on some of it. They pulled back to try to assuage. But if you see the pictures uh, coming out of Germany, it's a freaking amazing. I mean, you're talking amazing. This is like uh, National Socialist German stuff. The amount of people that were out there was actually just amazing. But nonetheless, the war goes on, right? Uh, let's go. So that was Germany. We talked about Elon Musk earlier today. Megan Kelly, she had something rather interesting to say. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact. We're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. Isn't that amazing? Whether she's just uh, plugging her show, but Megan Kelly is a woman that's come around, uh, frankly, and another one of these uh, mains, you know, let's say tier one, tier tier one A, you know, something like that. Uh, personalities, presenters that have come around, like a Tucker Carlson. To me, she's come around quite a bit, especially after the mRNA stuff went and wiped out half of her friends. So she has come around, and she says, hey, you may even hear from uh, Mr. Epstein yourself this year. So to those of you who think that uh, is Ep- if, Ep- if Epstein is alive or if he's dead, well, if you listen to Megyn Kelly there, the implication is that, you know, maybe just maybe I don't remember talk- we're going to we're going to hear about it. Uh, also, you know, the people behind the covid scam, this is mass murder. This is mass murder. It's not dem- it's democide. Yes, it's genocide. Yes. But in reality, it's mass murder. Bill Gates is involved in mass murder. Uh, Borla over at Pfizer is engaged in mass murder. When you look at a Moderna mass murder, when you look at the ministries of health around the world that force this vaccine onto their population, it's mass murder. It's mass murder. I mean, literally, virtually every country, I don't know about Saudi, I keep saying, I don't hear a lot here, but virtually every country out there has an elevated level of deaths. The Philippines, like 270,000 excess deaths. In America, minimum 600,000 dead from this thing. Minimum. The disabilities are in the millions now. The millions the amount of harm to our national security is through the roof because we keep losing pilots inside of our military. Our soldiers aren't able to perform anymore. This is mass murder by a treasonous element inside of our own country using a bioweapon directly against our people in our own country. And it was across all the countries of the world. We're going to lock everybody down. We're going to pen them in and we're going to force them all to get vaccinated. We're not going to let them out of that pen until they go take our bioweapon. That's basically what they told everybody. You take the bioweapon, you're going to be locked in this pen forever. Literally forever. But cowards. But of course, now people are dying. And it's not going down. The numbers aren't necessarily spiking, but they're still on an upward trend two years. And we're saying, look, this this thing's not going to end until January 2023. This trial, which was a trial, mass public trial, didn't end until January, February of 2023. 
Now we're coming up on 2024, and the deaths are continuing to go up and up and up and up. But the backtracking, the lies of these little freaking evil psychopaths is through the roofs. Like, here's Bill Gates. not masks at all. But the two of you, you personally see masks. I remember you you seemed like a really extreme case (laughs) because you would wear the full thing when you'd leave your apartment. And it's like, is he gone overboard? Is he turned phobic? I was doing, yeah. Hope we've learned in the last year. Yeah, I just don't think of wearing a mask as such a deep inconvenience. I mean, you know, we ask people to wear pants. Uh, you know, why why was this this politicized early stage of the infection? Uh, we thought uh, this was about coughing. We didn't know the simple masks would provide so much benefit. Uh, you get the message about masks to be a you know kind of bar bipartisan. Let's protect. Uh, other people uh, type message in it. And then basically, you guys are just a bunch of freaking idiots pushing an agenda to scare the hell out of the weakest people out there. I swear. I swear. What happened two years is it's almost surrealistic the way in which these governments all just, all of them, all of them bow down to the World Economic Forum and force their populations to do this thing. Seriously, what's, what sickness is going on inside of the mental health or inside of the health industries? You know, I hear here in Saudi, <clears throat> they're back to swabbing. They're actually back to swabbing here in Saudi Arabia. That's what I've heard inside of the hospitals. They're swabbing people. Can you imagine? We all know the PCR is an entire total fraud and they're still doing it. We have a hospital, we have LA County, Los Angeles County. In, in California, they're now mandating that masks have to go back up inside the hospitals. Freaking three years after this whole nonsense started. It's all been debunked. We understand the, the end game was to vaccinate so you can kill as many people as possible. This was a mass murder, uh, literally a psychopathic mass murder mafia operation by the health ministries across the globe, all of them. And yet here we are, we're still playing this stupid game. Folks, this is what happens if we don't go in and take these people out through the process, of course. Literally take them out through the process. If you're involved in a hospital, people died in your hospital, and you were putting people on remdesivir, no, sorry. Uh, the protocols that you put out there, you knew they were should have... Uh, you knew that this was genocidal. You knew that this was mass murder. Just following orders isn't going to protect you. I'm sorry. We don't care what you think. If you were involved in putting remdesivir into people, all those people that died, I'm sorry, you should have your lives forfeited. From the top, the CEO to the, of the hospital all the way down to the person actually administering the doses. The entire chain of command should be freaking wiped out. Wiped out. See, when you allow people to create mass murder, which is what this whole thing was over the last few years, and you don't meet it with the same level of violence to the legal system. They legally tried to murder you, right? That's their attitude. No, we legally did. It was lawful. No, it wasn't lawful. It was illegal. I have another thing that it kind of makes me wonder, and I'm not a legal expert like before. I don't follow the law like I used to do. But this idea of NDAs, Non-disclosure agreements. 
Somebody was saying the other day to me, you know, so if we did lose a lot of our people inside of Ukraine, NATO people, U.S. officers or British officers, what's going to happen is all of these families are going to be signed to some type of NDA. They'll get some type of benefit. They're going to give them an NDA. Look, we're going to basically bribe you, pay you off. Here's the NDA. Here's the money. You shut up. Your your father was killed in Ukraine. Um, shouldn't have been there. And uh, here's your NDA. And here's your money. It makes me wonder if there's an NDA signed to prevent people from speaking about a, a crime, isn't that itself somewhat for illegal? Wouldn't that of necessity kind of like nullify the NDA? You can't sign people to an agreement to protect a crime. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense to me. All these supposed NDAs that people signed, listen, it's a criminal activity going on. How can you force people to sign an agreement to hide a crime? You know, the more you think about the nonsense that's going out there, you know, from printing money, what the hell are we paying people interest for to run a print job? Because that's what this is. It's just a print job. Makes no sense. Why are we, why are we, you know, giving corporations protection to murder people? It doesn't make sense. Fetch back after this. are most woke and who use the term privileged in that pejorative sense, which Mm. means you have to shut the fuck up. (laughs) They are overwhelmingly white, Mm. affluent, and well-educated. In other words, they are the privileged. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the privileged who are telling other white people to shut the fuck up. And the irony of this self-selected elite is that they're getting down on everyone else for being privileged, but what they really want is more privilege for themselves. It is a kind of greed because on top of having all the money and the great education and all the status, that's not enough for them. Mm. They have to have the moral high ground. Yeah. That white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked, that no one would be poor and no one would be rich. A great equalizer. 
The professor then said, OK, we will have an experiment in this class. All grades will be averaged, and everyone will receive the same grade. No one will fail, but no one will receive an A either. After the first test, the grades were averaged, and everyone got a B. The students who studied hard were upset, and the students who studied little were happy. As the second test rolled round, the students who studied little studied even less. And the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling and blame all resulted in hard feelings. And no one would study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail. Because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. But when the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom. You are listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Welcome back. That's banjo time. Got a half hour to go. So uh going to keep the phones open here. 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. If you want to get in through the back side, I haven't really been checking. I just see one person there. Um, but uh device not connected, so that means probably not going to be talking. So anyways, if you'd like to come into the, the studio side, speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. That is speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. That'll get you there. Again, 323275. Chat room is, is that's inside And then from there, you can click on the live chat. It's humming along just fine. So again, I don't know what you guys have been talking. I haven't been following the chat room. I don't normally let the chat room interrupt my train of thought. You know, I see, I watch people out there, you know, and they, they do their live streaming, right? And, and, you know, they're doing okay. No, no, you know, don't want to knock anybody for doing what they do, but it's like, hi. Welcome. Hi, this person. Welcome. Hi, this person. It's like, dude, just go on and talk. You know what I mean? You can't be sit there and saying every other person, like, you know, 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, whatever, show up in your chat room on a live stream and you're sitting there, hi, this, hi, that, hi, that. It's like, dude, five minutes of hi, this, that gets a little tiring. In fact, I saw someone say, just go and talk about the news, would you? Uh, which is kind of true. So anyways, the chat room at Inside the Eye Live. Honestly, for for the most part, I mean, uh, it's a good chat room if you wanted to hang out. 
and uh, you know just get some good conversation or good information it's it's actually pretty good um not all the time of course it's personalities but uh uh even then it's okay so anyways that's inside the live.com forward slash live dash chat would get you there you know there's been a lot of talk about trump not showing up on the colorado ballot okay uh, this for the primaries. So we're going to go over to the U.S. Uh, for a little bit. And so they're saying that uh, <clears throat> Trump is supposed to not be on the ballot for the primaries. That's that's the rumor here. However, a story came out in Slay. And I, I kind of like Slay News. I got some good stories. <clears throat> says here that President Trump's name has been included in or on the 2024 ballots in Colorado as they were certified, Secretary of State Gina Griswold has confirmed. So apparently there is a big thing about denying Trump, but the reality of it is is that he's actually on the ballot because those ballots were already certified. They would have had to go in and probably reprint the whole darn thing. So according to this story here, Colorado's 2024 presidential primary ballot is certified, said a statement from Griswold. The United States Supreme Court did accept the case, uh, and Donald Trump will appear on the ballot as a result. So all of that talk about Trump being removed from Colorado, that may actually be false. Now, that's according to Slay News here. Whether or not that's true or not, uh, we'd have to go check it out. Of course, you've had the case in Maine where the radical communist secretary of state up in Maine has now also tried to take Trump off the ballot. And I believe there's something like 60 different maneuvers out there to try to get Trump removed. Now, if you don't think that's Jewish, I don't know what you're thinking, because obviously removing people from having a say in the way they are governed is so Jewish that it's uh, not even funny anymore. It's pretty much how it works. So again, we we will see how this goes. I know the Supreme Court, I believe, is going to be taking these cases much quicker. Um, out of necessity, too, by the way, you might add. But uh, they, they appear to be taking these cases much more seriously. So that's a good thing. Obviously, we don't want to see our, quote-unquote, our elections determined by communist apparatchiks. I'm under the personal opinion that these communists that are doing this, that are trying to prevent you and the people of the United States from having a say in how they want to be governed, they should be rounded up, perhaps executed at this stage. You're talking about a communist insurrection. Uh, and so it may sound a bit harsh, but these people are dangerous, absolutely dangerous. You know, what they've done to the United States, the harm they have caused the people of the U.S. is honestly, it's off the charts. And so you can, uh, you know, I mean, look at the U.S. border, look at the... Look at the UK border, the, the French borders, everything is just out of control. And so, you know, 24, 24 is coming up. Obviously, we're now coming into the stretch run. And honestly, if, if this cabal steals 2024 equally, well, look, <clears throat> those of you who claim to be warriors, you know what I mean? And we're all warriors. So warriors is a key word here because when you are fighting against this this massive evil, and that's what we are doing, we are fighting against a massive evil. 
some of it is done through the pen. And if you think, no, well, come on, dudes, dudettes, why do you think they're taking over the media all the time? You know, back in the day here in Saudi, Prince bin Talal, of course, he was arrested and uh, kept for quite some time while he made a deal. Anyways, he was arrested. He was part of this cabal, worked a lot with the Hillary Clinton Foundation. He was setting up schools like in Los Angeles and the Nevada area to train thing people how to be like woke activists that then would be spread all over the world. This was back back in the day. And, of course, MBS arrest, had the guy arrested along with like 400 and some odd other people. What was my point? Um, I had a point there. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. My brain fried. <clears throat> so, anyways, I, you know, Talal, what was the point here with Talal? I had a thing about Talal. It'll come to me. It'll come to me, everybody. So, anyways, going back to 2024, if they steal this darn thing, um, it's going to be difficult to survive. It, it, it's obviously going to be very, very difficult to survive. These people are insane. What they're doing to the American people is unheard of, frankly. Uh, you know, there's so much diversity in the world. And when I mean diversity, it means removing white people from being able to function and work. And we saw this go down in South Africa. They can't even keep their lights on anymore. South Africa is a disaster. What a lot of people don't understand, <clears throat> and they may think it's racist, and maybe they think too highly of their own culture. They think too less of European culture. But Europeans have created a highly complex, technologically driven society that is integrated in a way that is it's in standards, but there's a lot of nuance. We kind of know what's going on inside of our systems. We were a society that demanded that our telephones be avail available 99.9% .9 of the time. Our landlines, when I was getting into the, uh, the IP, voice over IP world, our landlines were demanded to be up 99.99% .99 of the time. I think it's was, was five nines, 99.999%. Basically, landlines were not allowed to go down. And if they were down, you were looking at penalties to the telephone companies for allowing them to be down. So you had some engineering in the six-line telecommunications network that was so robust that most people around the world cannot fathom it. And that technology got exported all over the world. I know in Jordan, they were using switches from Orange. I believe Siemens, I believe they were operating a little bit of Nortel, a big Canadian company that kind of bankrupted Canada itself. But once you went into the IP world, you ended up with five nines was no longer necessary. You know, you just keep the jitter down to this, it's going to be okay. Just keep your jitter down. Keep your latency down to 200 milliseconds or less. It's good. And our, the standards changed. It allowed for the industry to grow, but it also allowed for the quality to decline or decrease. It's okay. What I'm doing today is using that technology. It was allowed to grow. 
And it's very, for the most part, it's very, very solid nowadays. But diversity is a curse. Diversity in the military is killing the U.S. military. Diversity in the military is so bad, you can't even get people to sign up anymore to go into the military. It's no longer an honorable career. But it's having places otherwise, and that's in this highly complex engineered world that was honestly a Western creation, and that's, of course, the airline industry itself, aerospace. And I went to uh, a school called Cal Poly Pomona. If you remember, if you know your schools, Cal Poly Pomona is like, was back in the day when I was there, it was a leading aerospace school. They had a great aerospace program. They had agriculture and aerospace. That was like their two really big schools inside of the uh, degreed programs there. And, of course, mostly white people there. This was in the 70s, 80s. So, okay, a lot of us were white. You still had some diversity there. But people going into aerospace engineering tended to be some pretty smart uh, white guys in that regard as far as the mathematics and their skills involved. Well, move forward. It's all about diversity. Everything's diversity, 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 diversity. Well, they had a, a case this this week. A large piece, get this, a large piece of new Alaska Airlines plane blows out mid-air flight. Can you imagine? A large piece of a new aircraft blows out mid-flight. And the only thing I can think of here is diversity. We know that Boeing went out of their way to fire or not rehire its skilled European uh, um, workforce, and they went to this diversity training. Now, there's so many things. I I remember reading books about how to read people. And like, you can look at someone's hands and their face, and you can see this is how we structured society, by the way, back in the 40s and 50s. We could look at somebody's face and their hands, and we knew what jobs they would be best suited for. And it wasn't always the case, but it was a good it was a good way to look at body structure and say, you know what, this guy's going to be good here. This guy's going to be good there. This guy's going to be good there. And these decisions were made by the, the, the management, the ownership. Those of us who were actually doing the managing, we were kind of like given this information. So if I would look at a per- person's hands and his neck and his nose, I'd say, you know what? This guy's a tough dude. Um, he needs to be somewhere where he's going to be using his muscles. And maybe he's going to be out there laying bricks or he's going to be doing something very, uh, very, uh, physical. And of course, while you're learning this from him, you're learning whether he's how his intellect is, whether he's going to be promoted or something. And you know, you're always going to look for the best talent you got, but we could see by a person's hands. You know what? This guy needs, like me, right? This guy needs to be sitting behind the desk. Oh, he's probably pretty dexterous. We could put him in a position where it hires a high degree of precision in the way he's using his hands. We used to do all of that stuff. And you know, all of this, all of this is lost. 
It's all put into the hands of diversity, this, this diversity, equity, and inclusiveness society done by a bunch of HR people that have no idea how the real world actually works. So when I hear about a pilot calling for help because his plane just blew apart in midair, Wow, and it's like a child loses a shirt. Okay, whatever. What? That's it. You're lucky. You're lucky. I guess his shirt flew off his body. It kind of like got sucked off his body. And it's diversity, folks. There's no. There's no other way to describe this other than diversity. Failed quality due to lack of standards. Brought to you by diversity. And you look at this thing. It's a massive hole. Imagine you're up going up twelve thousand feet. Fortunately, at twelve thousand feet, it's really not too uh, the 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 place isn't too pressurized yet. You don't need it. You're building pressure at twelve thousand feet for sure. But it's like, damn, you're going up to twelve thousand feet and your plane just blows apart. Ain't that great? Thanks, Boeing. Another lesson in diversity. We had a uh, uh, world wrestling guy. World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE guy, 25 years old, 26 years old, died suddenly. They don't know why. They always say, oh, we don't know why. Got got uh, scientists coming out now, researchers saying, look, they keep talking about in the media, long COVID, like long COVID, long COVID. It's like, geez, come on, long COVID? It's caused by the freaking freaking mRNA bioweapon, you morons. Stop making this so complicated. From what I understand, going back to the Boeing story, I think Nikki Haley is on the board of directors there. What the hell is Nikki Haley doing on a board of directors for a company? What can, what value can she bring? This brain dead, completely nuts, Indian refugee, neocon, what the hell is she going to bring to a board of directors of, a, of an aerospace company? You got me. I mean, I can't figure it out. Um, just it, it makes no sense to me. Uh, let's see. Nikki Haley, of course, is running for president. You know, also you have uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSanctimonious, as uh, Trump likes to call him. Um, it's January 6th, as you know. And Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious, is... Making a little bit of headway here, not headway, headlines, because of what he is saying about the January 6th people. And uh, not so flattering, as you can imagine. Patriotism. Did the January 6th insurrectionists display patronism, as some of them claim they did? No, of course not. I mean, that was not a good day for the country. Um, I think the media has taken that, and I think the left has taken that and really tried to politicize it, but it was not a good day for the country. You know, patriotism to me... Uh yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's nothing wrong with J6 uh, going out and doing it, but however, if you are familiar with the Charlottesville thing, which went on in, I think, Virginia, uh, Charlottesville, and if you know, we had people like uh, Lee Rogers, who was a good, good associate of ours, who was in on, knew a lot of that stuff. You know, again, we always seem to be there in one way or another. And uh, in this case, Charlottesville was like the prototype. It was the template for what was going to happen on January 6th. And I have something to say to the Trump people, to Trump directly. 
you know, all of this, all of this, and we agree with Trump on this fact here that he is being targeted. We agree with that. In fact, unfairly, we agree with that. Uh, we think he should be president. Okay, we agree with that. There's no insurrection. We agree with that. There's so much we agree with Trump on. So much. And I think we just, maybe we just have to keep hitting this this little Overton side of the window. We disagree with him on the Jewish question. The Jewish problem. We disagree entirely. Just because I don't agree with Jewish politics doesn't mean I should be attacked unjustly. Doesn't mean that I should be deplatformed unjustly. See, I can't have sympathy for a president or anybody else for that matter that is being attacked unjustly when that person doesn't reciprocate to me and thus allow me to have the same privileges he is looking for. If you understand what I'm saying there, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, oh, Trump, you're right. Oh, and he is right. He is right. I'm not saying he's not right. But at the same time, dude, we got our own problems. I got the ADL breathing half, down half of our people's back. I've got people in jail right now simply for doing a radio show. I've got people on probation simply for talking. I got people that are constantly being doxxed and harassed because they sang a song. About a fraud called the Holocaust of all things. That is so stupid. So many people have come out there and said it doesn't exist. You got the historical record that says it doesn't exist. You got standing orders from the U.S. military dating back to 1945 that anybody that is spreading the rumors about death camps will be shot on sight. Standing U.S. orders back in the day. And yet you're going to sit there and criticize us and allow Jews to go after us so that we have no say in the forward progress of this country that Jews had nothing to do with other than finance through money that we allowed them to print for us when it should have been just a service that we could have done ourselves and then use their Hollywood to create all of this debauchery that we never would have had without them? No, I, I'm saying this is not right. We need to focus, once again, on doing things correctly. You've got, you know, again, Ron Dang, the sanctimonious. Again, January 26th wasn't patriotic. Why not? Why not? It, it, you know what? It, you got a Congress that is going to go into a uh, into a hearing, and they're going to debate the actual election that everybody just voted for and paid for, by the way. And they're not allowed to have a say? They're supposed to just stay at home and wait for this to happen? No, I think it's okay what they did. Frankly, I think it's all okay. You know, what's weird about Canada, if you're familiar with Canada right now, they have something called assisted suicide. Essentially, it's state-sanctioned murder. Assisted suicide is state-sanctioned murder. So if you're in Canada, and let's say you're having a little bit of trouble and you want like to get a food for from a food bank or something, and you petition your government for the food, for food. You know what the standard response is in, in many cases nowadays? Would you like assisted suicide instead? Would you like to be killed instead? Instead of you being able to ask for food for yourself or your family, would you like us to kill you instead? That's the that is Canada. That is Trudeau. That is this communist regime operating upstairs inside of uh, 
inside of uh, Canada right now. Can you imagine? You have some mental health problems and you go in and you say, hey, look, I fought in Afghanistan. I had, I, I had two IEDs blow up from underneath me. I've seen six of my fellow um, soldiers die, uh, you know, right there by my side. I've survived. Uh, I've got some pretty damaged uh, stuff from some broken bones, but uh, I have some stress. And you go in and you, and the first thing they ask is, okay, would you like us to kill you? That's Canada. Canada is one of the most lethal places to live in the world today. Canada's overall life expectancy. Yes. That might be the craziest statistic in the world right now. You've seen this, right? Yes. Since 1930, of course, it goes this way, this way, this way, this way, because you fucking live longer because fucking technology and medicine. And then 2020 at levels, and then it starts to go down. It's down two and a half years since 2020, which is unheard of. Yeah. Unprecedented. What could that possibly be from? I don't know, Tony. Weird. So strange. It's not like there was a gigantic medical intervention that was forced upon the population during that time period. Again and again, and booster and booster and booster. <sighs> and you're not allowed to say it. You're a conspiracy theorist. I guess so. People are they're in a fucking trance mm-hmm. because being on the side of reality and facts is so against the narrative that the liberals were correct that they're willing to ignore excess deaths. That we're willing to ignore an increase in all-cause mortality. That's yeah. shocking. Yeah, they're willing to ignore it, and they're the trust the science people, but only they're only the when it, it leans. Yeah, it leans in their favor. So yeah, in Canada, guys. <clears throat> now, of course, my, we have a lot of listeners in up in Canada. Uh, you can disagree with me. However, um, just outside observation, Canada is perhaps one of the most lethal countries in the world right now to live in. It's not Chicago. Okay. That's not a country, but it's not, not yet Chicago. It's not quite Congo. Okay. Uh, maybe. Although Congo did, I think Congo still has vaccine mandates, but yeah, it's not Congo. It's not uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. It's not Mali. It's not, uh, some of these areas like, I don't know, Liberia, where the former black slaves of America still haven't figured things out. It's not like any of these places, you know, but. But the reality is, is that this is a communist government up there and is a lethal government. It is out to kill its people. Whoops. Canada's overall life. It's out to kill its people. And again, whether or not the Canadians can figure out a way around this, I don't know, you know, because they have the same problems we have in America with a lot, a lot of people being brought in to replace everybody and not a whole lot of ability to go after the government. So it's very frustrating. I know people looking to create a better world for themselves, but you got to just wonder what the hell is going on up in Canada, just as we have here in um, inside of the United States. So uh, you have uh, illegals being brought in all over the country, as you know, in the United States. So the New York City Mayor Eric Adams now is claiming that his city is now out of room for illegals. They filled up all their hotels. And they're still providing a lot of free hotel rooms for illegals. Adams is actually stating that there's nothing he can do to revoke the city's sanctuary policy. So, again, these guys are idiots. Again, put a black in charge like this, that's what you're going to get. 
these people are morons. And, and unfortunately, Jews are backing it. So they put these black people in charge. So you and me and everybody else get targeted by this stupidity. Um, anyways, it's been a, we are, I guess, starting the new year, by the way, aren't we? It's first show of 2024. So that's a great thing. Again, we want to just wish everybody in the Orthodox world a very Merry Christmas. We know this is your Christmas Eve. I hope you have a great, peaceful time for those of you who are listening in those parts of the world. And uh, again, keep yourself and your family safe, obviously, going into the new year. And, uh, you know, here in Saudi, it's, uh, again, quiet and very, very quiet. But nonetheless, you never know. The insurrection hoax in America was, of course, today. And it depends on which mainstream area mainstream media is controlling what narrative that people get to see on TV. But nonetheless, everybody has figured out now, a lot of people have figured out, today was the greatest, one of the greatest hoax pulled on America, and we're still suffering as this government was taken over by a foreign entity once again in 2020. It's a fetch, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great evening or day, whatever the case may be, and we'll see you next week. Good night.